Hi, this is Michelle for Dobbs. If you're like me and always search for deals for your car, then check out GoToDobbs.com before you spend a dollar anywhere else. You'll find amazing deals on new tires and expert auto service. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver tire, and service deals today. Dobbs, with 43 locations, real deals are always close by. You've heard of all the services Victory Men's Health offers. Now it's even easier with their telehealth service. Whether it's weight loss, hormones, or micronutrient testing, you can be assessed in the comfort of your own home. It's easy by just going to victorymenshealth.com and clicking on telehealth. Pick the service you're interested in, and based on what service you are seeking, a lab draw kit will be shipped right to your home. Then a video telehealth consultation to discuss your results. Telehealth from Victory Men's Health. Victorymenshealth.com for more details. Must be a resident of Illinois or Missouri to use this service. NinjaBling.com, the online home of Moritz Royce Jewelry, the exclusive jeweler of the Riz Show. Check out their huge collection, including one-of-a-kind pieces from the Simon G Collection. Or they can make you your own custom-built piece just for you. And because they have an upstairs location, Moritz Royce can save you money over the street-level stores. Make an appointment. Head to NinjaBling.com to get the address and phone number. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Moritz Royce Jewelry, where you get the jewels and not the shaft. Show podcast powered by Dobbs. Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers are hiring now with 42 stores. Apply at go to Dobbs.com today. All right, let's hit it. Listener discretion is advised. It's, uh, oh, Scott's favorite day, hump day. Yeah! Uh, buddy. So happy we made it here. <laughs> uh, joining us this morning is professional goalie Mike McKenna. Hey, former. No, I guess, I guess this is the branding, right? I'm yes, forever a you're still, That's your thing. I didn't look like it in the parent kid game the other day at Kirkwood, so don't tell anybody that. Oh, though. see? So you were even you were even in pads recently. Everything, man. No, yeah, I mean, you're a former. Tradition. NHL, well, I shouldn't even say former. Once an NHL goalie, always an NHL goalie. Just like every team you've ever been on, even if you played one or two games, I get that all the time. Canucks legend. I dressed two games for that team. <laughs> <laughs> and you have been on a lot of teams. Too many teams. Well, man. You, you, you played more NHL games than me and Moon and King yeah. Scott combined. Well, combined. You know, you, I know you guys have a big-time resume, so I'm, I'm proud of that fact. But yeah. uh, I think any of you three could probably score on me today. I've skated like 50 I doubt times. That. Yeah. Uh, you were a demon over at Kirkwood, probably on the ice back in the day. Broomball, though, right? That yeah, was... dude, I crushed Broomball. Yeah. Broomball's no skates. I've never played Broomball. Yeah, I know it sounds silly, and it is, but it is so much fun. We used to play uh, over in Kirkwood. It's, and you don't do full ice. You do board to board, you know, mm-hmm. short-wise. And uh, you have, there are actual Broomball sticks. They're like plastic triangles at the end, like big, hard plastic triangles. And you play with this kind of like weighted, frozen little orange ball. And you play with hockey goals, and you can have goalies. But there's no pads. You want to wear a helmet, even though this was at a time when. Is it checking? You check smart. Uh, no, I don't think. I mean, listen, you don't. You're not going to get speed. I would still consider it a contact sport, and you better have a brain bucket on. Yeah, you got to sure. wear a helmet because sticks are flying around. If you get oh, hit yeah. with one, you're. I mean, you're, goodbye. 
20 Not a couple of uh, chiclets out, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 20% yeah. of your brain cells are going gonna... to... I'm going to be speaking <laughs> hockey all day. All day. Chiclets and yeah, brain bucket. So yeah. fun. Well, you know, you just talk, you know, just went to Wisconsin for whatever, the first or maybe second time. Yeah, I went to the Dells. That's where I learned it, is up on Frozen Lakes up there for like church retreats and things. And then I came home and I was like, I mentioned it. And there was a Kirkwood police officer that was like, yeah, we do that on uh, Friday nights, late at night uh, on the ice. And I was like, oh, I'm coming. Yeah, we had intramurals up at, at school. I was up in upstate New York at St. Lawrence University, and the kids would all play late at night, broomball hockey. I can't believe you went the wrong direction, though, for your church retreats, man. You should have been going south to warmer weather. Like, yeah. You guys went the wrong yeah, way, we, man. We there, on a budget. It's cheaper it's cheaper, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Son <laughs> of you, teachers. Well, what, I, you mentioned it. I'm going to the Dells this weekend for a hockey tournament. Oh, good for you. I, I've never been before. I don't, know, I don't know what to expect. It's fun. You going to water park it's it? It's fun. Oh, I'm going to bomb every water slide. All I mean, right. I, I don't... Taking my shirt off is kind of terrifying these days. But, yeah, man, like, I, I don't know, dude. Like, I've never been to a lot of these kind of touristy-type places. It's very family. So it's, And you, yeah, you're going it's up there for, for a, a, your daughter's hockey tournament? Yeah, and she's only got, like, one game a day. So it's a lot of free time. Yeah, it's a lot of free time. And we've already set it up amongst the parents that we think we're going to have a signature drink or cocktail for every room that, you know yeah. how it works. Like you walk in, you got to hand it to them and be ready to go. So I think I'm going to be slinging margaritas all Those weekend. hockey trips are fun. You know, you kind of mentioned something. How many how many years did you play professionally? 14. 14, that's a lot. That's a yeah. lot of moving. Yeah. It was a, uh, uh, how many different teams total? Dude, I can't even count uh, how many teams. I can tell you I dress games for nine NHL teams, which is the <laughs> NHL record. Oh, I, oh, so oh, right. I play, here's the funny part. Thank you. Thank you very much. I played for seven. He's got his okay? own wing at the Hall of Fame. I do. <laughs> I, got, I, I played for seven. There were two other teams that I dressed games for as a backup, but... The two other goalies with that NHL record addressing nine teams are Sean Burke and Ron Tugnut, greatest NHL name ever, mm -hmm. Tugnut. Tugnut, yes. Those guys each played like a thousand games, and I played about three dozen. So there's a little discrepancy there. It means I was the ultimate jobber, right? Like I just go up and down between teams. And if you needed somebody to come to your house and play U-Haul Tetris with like Rubbermaid bins oh, and stuff. Oh, you could do it? I, I, I'm better at that than I was goaltender, for sure. Well, three, three dozen, you're talking about NHL games. Yeah, yeah. But you did AHL stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, across the course of my career, I, I mean, goalies are different because you, you dress a lot of games that you don't always play, yeah, right? Yeah. Even as a number one goalie. So I think Dude, I You were so good at opening and closing the door, Dude, this guy. I, this guy could open yeah. and close the door. I became really efficient at it. There's, the a, there's a technique and a method. I could tell you how to like put a milk crate on top of a chair at a perfect angle so that your you know your legs don't fall asleep. Uh -huh. um, but <laughs> line change, McKenna, open the door. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, sir, I, way ahead of you. I found I found though that my greatest my greatest strength though was just making sure I was out of the way a lot. But yeah, yeah man, I I mean I dressed like probably twelve hundred games and that's played what, at least I don't I, I think I played five or six hundred. That's spectacular. First of all, that's Dang. that's all, fourteen years doing that is, is a lot. And, and uh, I I want to bring up something I think a lot of people don't understand uh, with with uh, what you did for a career and uh, even the the parallels between touring for me. And I was I was lucky enough. To tour long enough full time, where I finally did get some time in some of these cities and really got to see much. But the most, for the most part, you know, you hear about these these athletes traveling the world, traveling the country. You've been to Cleveland fifteen hundred times, but did you ever really see anything? Did you ever really get to vacation? Did you ever get to do anything? Because you said it's my first time to Wisconsin Dells. I well, bet you, you I never mean, really had a vacation. You know, off season. Well, but you, off season for these guys is sometimes even harder than than the starter you spend a training. Yeah. yeah. 
Like we, yeah, you I mean, take two weeks off, right? Oh, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And it got two, closer. Three weeks off. It got closer to a month at the end of my career, you know. And I, I learned to just park it and just put the gear away most of the summer. But yeah, I didn't take vacation. You can't take a vacation in season. It doesn't happen. No, no, not in season. You know, and then you're out of season. You're training. You probably get a week or two, or maybe you can go somewhere, and and that was really about it. So like even like family gatherings, mm-hmm. you missed out on a lot of that. But I mean, you mentioned the parallels to it, like touring and hockey. There's a reason why athletes and musicians are always so tight because yeah. we've lived a similar life. And now like with me retired and living in St. Louis full time, I'm out in Manchester. Like I miss traveling so much to a yeah. point that my wife's even been like, like you need to get out of the house. Like go, yeah. It, yeah. there's a concert in Kansas city. Oh, you want to go see a Mata Marth? Go, go to Kansas go. city, make the drive, go do it. And it's, that's been better for me. Uh, okay. Way. So, you know, you, you played all these games in the AHL, you, you, know, you get the call up for the NHL, the travel differences between the two levels. Oh, dude. NHL, I mean, you're going planes. You're going, you know, private. Charter planes. Not yeah. just on Southwest, right? If if You got a chartered flight from city to city. Yeah. And AHL, it's the bus? Yeah, so your difference is in the NHL, you got a choice between lobster ravioli and fillet mignon. Mm-hmm. And then in the American <laughs> Hockey League, you get a soggy sub, right? And that's uh-huh. the way it used to be like when I played in the league in 2005. You know, because they'd wrap the sub up and you know, like... It's been sitting and, in and water. And you know, you want the oil and vinegar, man. You want that tang on the sandwich, yeah. right? It's an Italian cold cut or whatever. And then by the time you get it, dude, it's just a mess. Yeah, uh, the bread's all sogged uh, down. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's tough. But the like, oil is soaked through. Yeah, so... But as I got older, though, like teams started to really invest in their minor league teams, and now they're setting up good meals. Yeah, for I heard before it's a lot better. Games, and it is, and but you're still riding the bus around, right? And that's like that's feel, a key did, part. Did to you learn. feel like the Cleveland team uh, uh, in Major League when they when they bring out like the crappy bus mm-hmm. and the, like, the, oh, yeah. the broken down plane and they're all <laughs> shaking? Like this, oh, you know? see, McKenna here's going back in my day. <laughs> yeah, 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 I am. Man. Yeah, I'm already so doing that. Uh, I'll be so, forty so in April. Sandwich. <clears throat> so we so it's funny. Like Jake Allen and I played together in Peoria for a season, and Jake and I still to this day, send texts back and forth of him requesting pictures of our bus in Peoria. It was called the Time Machine. And this thing was a rolling death trap. <laughs> it had like one exit. It was basically a converted 18-wheeler. And if you were behind the rear axle, you spent more time airborne than you did in your seat. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It had a trailer that was barely attached by a, a welded-on, like, triangular matched up point to it nearly came off in Texas once. Like, oh, this guy. I'm friends with Jake Allen. That's a name. Thank you. Yeah. He's my goalie partner. We're very close. Very close personal friend. How can what was you trust your, a guy with two first names? What then? was your uh, your favorite city to play in? Uh, it's you know it's tough because like I spent. Well, where did you my spend time, the longest? Uh, Portland, Maine. Ah, so Portland, nice. Maine is the biggest undercover amazing. That's where Liv is from. That's yeah. a rad Dude, city. It's Great incredible. Town. She probably saw me play Portland. for the Portland Pirates. Did you see uh, any cool uh, shows at the State Theater? I did. Yeah, I saw a, Mastodon play with. I saw Mastodon at State Theater. Uh, when you say you spent time there, like, do, uh, again, do you have time to do anything? Or is it work, training, ice, home, ice, bed, ice, bed? Is it just that? You know what you get a lot of time of is afternoons. Like, if you don't have a game day, I, that's why I got good at cooking. I love to cook. Mm-hmm. And I got good at it because I'd have three or four hours in the afternoon. So I'd open up, you know, a food and wine magazine and do a recipe that was like a two or three hour Did recipe. Did you all live with other teammates? When I was younger, uh, you I did. ready for the name drop. I got a feeling. And then I got, and then as I got older, I mean, my my wife and I, mm-hmm. his girlfriend at the time, we always lived in our own place. And um, but yeah, man, Port, dude, Portland, Maine is so good. It's such a fun city, and I had enough time there where I could. But even on the road, like you probably did you ever, did you ever play the 
the Norva in Norfolk, Virginia. Oh, Norva, dude. Oh, it's like an old, an old uh, like YMCA type thing from the 20s. It's got a basketball. Uh, it's got. Uh, pff, it's I heard got, it's got a pretty good hot tub. It's too. got a hot tub in the yeah. dressing room. But, but 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 think that one through. A hot tub in the dressing room. A, a no, hot, thank you. A hot yeah. tub in the dressing room, which we spent hours in, and then every every once in a while, somebody would go, "Hey guys, look who was here last night," and then you read a band that you don't want to share a hot tub with. Yeah, and uh, you go, oh, they're not cleaning uh, this Mo- thing. Moon and I were at a particular. Uh, we did an appearance at a particular gentleman's club many many years ago, mm-hmm. um, and remember they had re- like they oh, renovated no, the place, yeah, they, yeah, they and they had us the taken tour. us on a tour, and they <laughs> said, "Here are the hot tubs. Uh, any of you guys want to want to jump in?" I go, I don't want to touch anything here. Wow. Yeah. I don't want to even open a door. <laughs> I think we were even walking like this, like just, you know. My guy put gloves on. Keeping put the our, body contact hands on. and I elbows in. I don't want to touch anything here, let alone go in the hot tub. It yeah. was no thank hot you. Not our there. scene. Huh. Yeah. The water's not hot enough to kill everything. That's like, that's like, uh, that's like, you know the phones in a hotel room. Do you? I, do you? I don't want to touch those. No, you oh, know, yeah. you know my space. even the remote control. The remote control goes in a bag immediately. Yeah, yeah. So you take the you take the ice bag that's in the that's in the little ice bucket and you make a little. What do you do for ice? I don't man. I don't what am need, I gonna I do? Get ice trust there. The ice, machines. ice machines are also dirty. Yeah, I don't know Who, who's cleaning the lines there. What do I need ice Nobody. for? Nobody. I don't need ice. I don't need ice. Pass. Signature cocktails. I'm not making cocktails in my room. <laughs> I'll go to the bar for that. Yeah, I go to the bar to make a cocktail. Yeah, you take the ice bag. That's the remote condom that keeps you safe. Mm-hmm. I've n- I, in all the hotels I've stayed in, I've never needed ice for anything. Mm, yeah, I guess. I guess I, I don't think it. I've ever made a trip either. to the ice machine. I'm, I'm, sure. sh- I'm shocked, man. You've, uh, you, you've never been on a hockey trip where you got to fill up a cooler. I mean, you just go to the gas station. Yeah, we'll go way. to the gas station. Yeah, but it's it, it's free at the hotel. Yeah, well, yeah. you know what they say about things that are free. I th- it means that. It means you're cheap. Yeah, and that's me. So well, no, I'm so no. Like, yeah, we just, we've it comes with a risk. You go to a hotel room. The first thing you do is you put the remote. Well, the first thing you do is you take the comforter off the top of the bed. You throw that in the corner. Yeah, because they don't want that. That's disgusting. Uh, if it ha- and if it has a duvet cover, <laughs> find the window, throw it out. That that's right out. Because you know what people do? What couples do? The first the first thing they get into a hotel room, they have sex. On that. On that. Yeah. And then what do they do? Well, what's turn on the TV. Uh huh. You haven't washed uh, your hands, sir. Uh-huh. Excuse me. There's a lot of there's a lot of sauces being crossed. Oh yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> nice. and then and then after they're done, one of them probably sits in the chair naked, which yep. is in the corner, yep. which they never clean. And you know what the other one does naked? Something with the coffee machine. So don't touch that. See, this is where we point where we realize like the whole world's just gross. So why does it matter? And then we just live because it does. It's <laughs> be- because if it's- I could prevent it, if yeah. I could prevent myself from touching something disgusting, I will. Call me paranoid. Fine. I'm all right with that. Oh, by the way, and this is kind of breaking this morning. Uh, speaking of flying, I know you're flying out tomorrow afternoon, going to yeah, yeah, San Francisco. <laughs> oh, Hopefully man. everything works out. <laughs> what now? It was before, uh, a couple weekends ago, it was just Southwest. Now this is what? a minor little thing today. Uh, headline, flight delays in U.S. after FAA computer outage. Uh, flights are being delayed at multiple locations across the U.S. after a computer outage at the Federal Aviation Administration just before 7 a.m. Eastern. That's uh, 6 a.m. just 6 a.m. St. Louis time. Uh, There were nearly 1,200 delayed flights within, into, or out of the U.S. Oh my goodness! Somebody, Uh, somebody. Most delays were concentrated along the East Coast. Somebody named Scott tripped over a cord and unplugged something, and Mm -hmm. now 1,200 flights. Uh, The agency said in a tweet that it was working on restoring its notice to air mission system, uh, which sounds probably important. 
the notion, or I'm sorry, notice to air mission system. That sounds like it's important to have up and going. Ah. That sounds like you're putting a man on the moon. Uh, we are performing final validation checks and reloading the system now. Operations across the national airspace system are affected. Well, think about that. When we did put a man on the moon, like our our phones have more computing power than yeah. than the, the I think the about that all the time. Did. Like my grandpa passed in I guess '97 or so, and he had just gotten a computer. Like think about showing somebody from that time frame that passed then your phone. And the fact that it's connected to nothing. Like, it's magic. It's magic what's oh, going yeah. on in this thing. Like, it, I couldn't even fathom it, but we take it all for granted today. Like Now yeah. we do. Yeah, the we're surrounded by our magic. fingertips. Including the uh, 100,000 planes that are over our heads right now. Well, there are no planes over our heads because the FAA has uh, pretty much grounded everything. All flights in the U.S. grounded. What are they saying? That this is going to... Uh, okay, I'm going to be selfish here. How many days will this affect? <laughs> I don't know. They said they're rebooting the system, so I don't know what that means, but it says... Oh, oh, they they called an IT department, the IT department. Did you, you control-all-delete? <laughs> yeah. Did you, all right, did you unplug the back and wait 10 seconds and plug it back in? Let's try that yeah. first. And when they did that, when they do that and everything's fine, the IT department is over there going, idiots. What channel do you have your screen on? <laughs> what input? Oh, darn it. It's all good. We're up. Yeah, that's no. the problem with this technology thing is pilots have been uh, too dependent on it. You know, they've lost the art of winging it. <sighs> Scott. Hey, man. Come on, man. Well, I Thank think you. that's a solid Don't single. Don't encourage any of that stuff, Mike. Yeah, that's a solid <laughs> single. <laughs> Don't encourage any of that kind of, Good <laughs> kind hit. of garbage. Good hit. Be rounded first. But so I hope everything will be up and running soon. Yeah, I sure do, too. Um uh, I don't want to get stuck anywhere. Especially in St. Louis. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I'm sorry. We have a I don't st- well, you wouldn't leave. I don't want to get stuck I would much here. prefer not to leave. Well, to hop be, in a car. Than to be stuck in Seattle or someplace. How long is that drive? You got to go to San Francisco? I think so. <laughs> what do you mean you think so? Uh, hey, listen, my mind is on the Riz show right now. Okay? My, my mind-, mind could be other, do other things as well. Uh, to tell you the truth... Yeah, we're go- I'm going. Le- I'm going left. I'm going that way. I'm not, not exactly sure where I'm going to be at what time. You're somewhere on the coast. I'm, I'm planning. What's coast. your final destination? St. Louis, home. On Sunday. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, where are you guys playing? It's. Um, I know. I know uh, House of Blues, Anaheim, and okay, then, so you're playing a bunch of shows. Uh, I think so. Yeah, two. I think there's only two. Uh, I have a lot of flights, but I think it's all just connections and different things. Um, but that all like gets sent to me. So uh, I want to say Anaheim is second. So I want to say that's on Saturday. That's the one next to Disneyland, the the newer House mm. of Blues. Um, played there before, beautiful place, absolutely love it. Uh, I, th- I don't know where the other one is. Boy, but Campbell V is reporting all flights in St. Louis across all airlines are grounded. Yeesh. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that's, that's a mess. I mean, and then I would. I mean, if you're on your way to the airport right now listening to us, you know, continue on. You know, they always say, you got to be there because in case everything starts up again, they ain't waiting for you. People are going to be complaining about this for a month. Yeah. Like, Southwest was down for however long, and I'm still hearing about it. This is going to be next Well, Southwest is still trying to untangle that mess they yeah. made. Well, yeah, the didn't they have 10,000 bags uh, at the St. Louis, at, at Lambert? Just 10,000 that were sitting there from... Just put them in Enterprise Center. Well, it's nice to see you, that, yeah. that the bags got there. Do, I don't, do, do you mind traveling on a plane? Do I mind it? Oh, no. I actually used to love it. I, I like I, traveling alone. I, me too. And I have my airplane um, I have my airplane playlists that really belong in the air. And I, I enjoy 
revisiting those. Recently, though, I'm kind of going through the set list, so I'm kind of working on planes mm. at, at this point. Uh, just kind of play. I know that sounds silly, but I'm playing in my mind. Oh, is that because you guys kind of just get together and it's like, bang, we got to kick right into it? It's you pretty much get what sound check and off you go. Yeah, sometimes we don't like, even really have for much of a sound check. This is for Goldfinger, yeah, and, and Goldfinger is like total super group. There's like three or four front men in it, and yeah. uh, and all of us are like you know extra pro, extra prepared. But not only just extra prepared for the sets, we're extra prepared for John and all of his winging it. Like, uh, like, like John's a lead singer. Yeah. We'll, we'll, he'll he'll throw in different songs that we haven't even talked about in ten years. And uh, all, all sorts of stuff. We'll we'll play songs that I've never he even heard before, and we'll we'll, mm. we'll play them live. So everybody's super pro, su super ready for that kind of throw and go. We've only really rehearsed one time, and that's when uh, Travis uh, Travis Barker was like, "Hey, uh, I'm playing the show, and I would really like." us to get together so like i mean your muscle memory just goes right back into it like if i try to go yeah. play goalie my body knows how to do it but i can't do it at an elite level well you can just go right back to strumming and strumming your heart well, i throw there. a few hours together at home just to like make sure everything is good but i'm playing guitar all the time greek fire teenage dirtbags doing all that kind of stuff so like muscle memory as far as guitar playing and that stuff goes that's good for me the real difficulty as years have passed is uh, just lyrics so rem mm. remembering all the lyrics because yeah. i sing a ton in goldfinger so it's 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 a lot of that going like oh yeah that's so you, verse listen, you use the time on the plane kind of refresh yourself mm -hmm. get yeah. yourself refamiliarized with with some of the songs but Mike what do you think the dirtiest part of an airplane is oh it's got to be those uh, not the not the actual tray in front of you but the little pouch underneath. That, you know what I'm yep. talking about? Oh, that yeah. all the kids mm. stuff their well, they their make snacks and their dirty, popcorn thing. They're just dirty. Tissues. They, they make it a net now, so tissues can't like sit. Cheese it bags and that gross orange. Yeah, and some airlines stuff it's the net. They have the netting. Yeah, the newer planes have the nets, so like the tissues and stuff fall out. It's like a sieve; it just falls through. It makes it easier to put your puke bag once it's filled mm. up in those nets. Oh, you know nice. what's, I like you to know throw that a couple rows oh, in front okay. of you me. You know what's funny? I was, I was looking for a puke bag the other day, uh, the last time I was flying, and I couldn't find one. I was like, wow, that's the first time I had Yeah, not all, of them, not all of them have them. Wow. So somebody imagine. already honked in your seat, dude. <laughs> I guess so. That was a puker. I bet they, you the I bet you the cart itself is pretty dirty. Well, there's a so there's a flight attendant from Arizona. He shared a list of do's and don'ts for travelers. I guess he's got a TikTok page with uh, and a million views on this one particular this one particular video he put out. <gasps> uh, and I'm willing to bet if anybody actually did like a swab test, I bet you the uh, the air vent. There's turners. a couple. There's oh. a couple things. There's a couple things he says here <laughs> that, that are a lot of very interesting. Not agrees. Uh, he said, if if there is one thing cabin crew and health experts tend to remind passengers of, it's not to walk around the plane barefoot. You savages. Why would you have your shoes and socks off? People do it all the time, man. I understand taking your shoes off, but do it in your own seat. Well, do you know why? And you better have hygiene. Clean socks. It's because people these days, it's not it's not as important to like look decent in public. And when you're flying, you want to be comfortable. So people just come in there super super PJs and and slips uh, or you know. Oh yeah, uh, your flip flops. Flip flops. You're flipping a flop. So that's why because they're. But they're, would you ever pajamas. think of putting your feet? How many people walk on like up and down that row with disgusting things on the bottom of their shoes? Everybody, you know, Lisa. One of them. You know how many? Two hundred fifty people on the flight. Mm -hmm. One of them within the week stepped in dog duty at some point. Yeah, and and he tried to bang it out of the treads of the shoe. And you know, there's there's remnants. Don't you get nervous when somebody walks on and sometimes, and you just look at the 
they've got like the furry slip ons and the pajamas and you just go, something's going to happen here. <laughs> like you could just sense that it's going to be a no, long flight. No, in all flight. the flights I've taken, nothing's, I've never had an incident. Have you ever had a murder, medical emergency on a flight? Yes. We had, I had one of those last time I flew. That's scary, man. It was a guy sitting next to me. It was before we took off. Uh, the guy had a seizure. Man. Oh, wow. The guy had a seizure at, next to me. So what happened? Did they, they took him off the flight. Oh, geez. Ours was midair. Yeah, we, there's a, there was a gal who just started to get faint, and is there a doctor on the plane? All uh, those no, things. We're talking wow, like the, no way. You know, bring her the bring her the air, the oxygen, and and she was okay by the end of it. But man, it's it's that starts to happen. You're thinking like, okay, are we going to make an emergency landing? Is right. she going to be okay? Is this person going to die in front of me? Like these things start to go through your head, right? Mm -hmm. And you're not going anywhere. You're way up in the sky. Yep. You've been well, scared. You've been scared on a flight. Uh mildly. You know what, man? I just kind of like. I don't know. I got this weird mindset that like whatever happens happens. I guess. Yeah, me too. You have to. And, and when, like, when you fly what are you as much do as we do, it? you have to go. Well, it's in uh, God's hands now, and uh, that's where I'll leave it. We flew to Florida once, and uh, terrible turbulence. About thirty people on the plane threw up. Wow. We had we had a. I turbulent. was just laughing the entire time. You oh, sure you don't have motion sickness. <laughs> Lucky you. I get it bad. I have yeah, to take Dramamine. But the guy who had the seizure, uh, thank God, we're on the ground, and. So I was flying, you know, by myself in the row. This guy was in the middle, and there was somebody at the aisle. So the guy in the aisle called over a flight attendant, and they said, sir, you, you know, he came to, and they said, sir, you, you know, you can't be on this flight. And he started arguing. He wouldn't get off the plane. And the captain wound up coming out, and I said, sir, you have to get off the plane. If you have a seizure, a big seizure while we're up in the air, that's not good. Did they give him free drink tickets? <laughs> he refused to get off until they threatened to call the police, and he goes, "I'll get off." <laughs> I'll get did they? Did, did people really think they're going to win that battle? Like, how, how naive do you have to be? I felt to think so when bad. The captain's coming guy. on, telling you that well, he did just, just come out of a seizure. So who knows I felt what, bad for this what, guy. What kind of mindset? It's a good uh, point. While using a plain toilet, it's uh, of course it's never the nicest experience, but uh, it's important to put on a pair of friggin' shoes before you enter <laughs> the toilet. Uh because most of the time, it's not going to be water you're stepping in. Yeah, don't don't forget, people God. people miss when they're standing still and Man. sober. Now he's thirty five thousand feet in the air and six drinks deep. Chances are, it's going to be some sprinkle. Yeah. Uh, in his clip, he also reminded people not to ever, ever, never, never, ever touch the flush button with your bare hands. Oh, that's foot every time. Oh, I don't do it with my foot. You, yeah, you just get a Kleenex. Yeah, he goes. A, it's honestly. Right just super unsanitary, and it's pretty gross. When you flush, use a napkin or a tissue that's in the lavatory. There, there's an, there's um, usually a tissue sticking out right by the flush button. You know, on the buses, like in the bathroom, and you've probably known this, Moon, from driving around on them, but there's always a little sign on the bottom of the toilet seat that shows a person sitting down. And you're supposed to sit down to pee at all times on a bus. And it, the, the sign shows it and everything. And nobody Well, Moon's does. got no problem with that. And it just, anyway. <laughs> like it's, I never sat down on the bus. It just sprays. <laughs> like, you know that it's everywhere. And it's the same thing, plane, yeah, yeah, bus. Yeah. Like, nobody's sitting down to pee because well, you're too I, manly. You got to stand there and well, just I, no, get I your put, pose. And, and I put both hands on the side <laughs> you did. of the walls. No, you, What's your technique? Do you do the uh, the arm up by your you know your forehead and you the, lean against the wall at an angle? The forward lean? Yeah, that's no, one I put both hands on the side of the wall and just let God take over. It's the bus. It's a nice stable platform. You have to triangulate. Yeah. Because you know? yeah, yeah. you're not sitting. Because nobody else, you know what? It's, you don't want to do that if you no. can't. Another unhygienic <laughs> act he talks about is resting your head on the window. 
So if you got a window oh. seat, you rest your head on the window. Yeah, I'll admit I did he that. He says you're not the only one who's done that, and you don't know how many people or kids have wiped their hands or other things all over that window. The majority of the time, though, I'll put my little uh, neck ring uh, there as a pillow, but then I don't wash that, which I probably should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's getting all the, the window grease. He also says... There's one piece of clothing you should avoid wearing on a plane. It's shorts. He says, while planes do regularly get cleaned, he said, it's the same thing as the window. You never know how clean it's going to be. So if if you have pants, you're going to have less germs. And he says, listen, make sure you're hydrated. Stay hydrated. You want to have about 16 ounces for every flight that you go on. In you or on you. You mentioned the tray tables. Those are probably the cleanest thing, especially these days, because they give you those little wipes. Oh, they give you the everybody wipes, now, wipes yeah. down the tray. So, isn't like, those are getting cleaned by everybody now. Isn't there a fine line though between being too hydrated on a flight because you don't want to go to the bathroom all the time? Next thing you know, you're touching the flush button. The, like, it, exactly. is, it is a delicate balance because I like yeah. to not move. I have like two attitudes, and I, and I can't really choose what I'm, what I'm, which one I'm going to have. Going into a flight, one, I'm just like, I'm a, you know, I'm on top of the world, man. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. Everything is good. I'm happy to be here. I'm just kind of smiley and I'm real quiet and just smiley listening to my favorite record. And then the other one is, uh, I don't make eye contact with anybody. I don't like, I'm just like, I'm just solo. Leave me alone. Well, it's not even a leave me alone. It's just like, I'm just in my own world. I'm just not thinking about anything peripherally and I'm just, whoop, I'm sitting down. I don't want to move. Please give me the window. I will not get up. I will not bother you. I'm the perfect roommate. Please don't touch me. Yeah, and you're not very big either, so that's good. I'm perfect. And yeah. I lean this you way. Fit, you fit nicely in the seat. I you don't overtake it. I give you the armrest it. so we don't have any weirdness. Just take <laughs> it. And back to the ice machines at hotels, why I've never used an ice machine. It's also probably the same reason why I never used a coffee machine in a room. Jeremiah writes in, I stayed in hundreds of hotels throughout my life working storm damage. I guess he's oh, yeah. one of these people that go, yeah. you know, if the storm rolls through, he rolls down there to help out. All over the country, and on one occasion, me and my buddy got drunk, and he peed in the ice machine in a hotel. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that's, yep. what, that's one I didn't think of. That's I mean, if you really... How do you do that? That's a pretty tall machine. <laughs> No, and you no, know what the, it is? The low ones have like the big, just like the 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 lift up door. They're, oh, they're, they're hip yeah, height. that's you know what I'm right. Talking about? I'm thinking of the, you know, oh, there's the scoop. Oh, yeah, scoop. Not ones. the single serve, the no, scoop. No, we're, we're talking Best Western uh, scoop. Like there's the, the ice scoop. machine. It's brown. It's got the lid. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can get a lot of ice there, those. but you're not putting that and down your gullet. It's not Ugh. supervised. No. No, and that's the thing. It's never supervised. It's never clean. There's no supervision. It's an auto I'm not taking any chances. I'm not taking any chances at all. Yeah, I'm still reading this. As of three minutes ago, everything, all domestic flights are grounded. Oh, please, please fix it. Please. Well, I mean, you just have to worry about, you just have to worry about the residual effects. So they get everything going, let's say they get everything going within an hour or two, and then just everything is backed up now. But if a pilot's smart, he's got to realize there's no planes in here, so now's the time to fly. He's safe. Somebody said, this is not going to happen if we have flying cars. Oh, yeah, that's, I don't want, no. I want... I don't. I have an issue with half of you that are driving cars on the, I, on the ground. That's what I. I was listening to a podcast yesterday. <laughs> a guy was talking about flying cars. I want no part of it. Uh, yeah, that, that's actually something I'm hoping against. I'm praying against that in my lifetime. Please, no. So, most people can't drive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so now you want to have flying cars? What's the problem? If the you know what if the flying cars aren't allowed to be either gold or deep red, we might be okay. Because if there's a gold car in front of me, I do not trust the person at all whatsoever. I don't trust anybody. Like, I don't. Like man. gold, gold, or even like that old like just like, like 90s. a Buick Skylark, a gold Buick Skylark. 
Yeah. You, you just get off the road. You know they're coming at you. <laughs> or they're going to be all over every lane. Deep red. Those are my two colors that make me nervous. I don't trust anybody driving those you two cars. You see how cars. people drive. Now you want to get people flying cars? Get the hell out of here. Terrible idea. How horrible idea. <laughs> get Bob the fuck out of here. Back to the future. <laughs> nope. Uh-uh. <laughs> Flux nope. capacitor. Nope. 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 I know, Mike, you are a, uh, you're a huge metalhead. Mm-hmm. Like this guy is a metal music enthusiast. And and you've been uh, for your whole life. I mean, that that's what you grew up listening to. Your favorite band growing up. Oh, boy. I, was, I went from Nirvana to Deftones. Deftones were really my band. Mm. I, I still, I absolutely love Deftones. Love um, I kind of went, I, I'm actually wearing today, I didn't even realize it, but I'm wearing a band called Hum from Champaign, Illinois. That I love. They had that song Stars. Oh, was yeah. Huge. So. Yeah, Hum. They had that song Stars. Yeah. And then. That was it. Stars. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. They had, they had three great a... albums you never heard, but they did have the one song. And so, yeah, it was a progression. Missed I went the Train from, like, to Mars, Outback Counting Stars. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I, I mean, saw them at my second concert ever. A way back, a, a way back weekend classic here on The Point. Yeah, <laughs> sure is. Yeah. So it was a progression. Now, do you remember the first? Did you buy a, uh, like a CD for like the first piece of music you bought on your own? Was it a CD or is it a cassette tape? Cassette, yeah. Cassette tape. Do you Definitely. remember what it was? Uh, I have them all, and it probably, yeah. But this was the '80s, so it was probably like a Michael Jackson album or something, mm. right? But I think I remember thinking that my first when I on your own when you had your own money to buy your own music. Probably it was probably in utero, Nirvana, because Heart Shaped Box changed my life. Right, seeing that video on MTV was kind of it for me. That, and I grew up on rock music, right? Like my dad listened to classic rock, Beatles, Stones, Zeppelin, all those things, and I still love that stuff. Uh, and that's the root of why why I like drum, bass, vocals, guitar, mm-hmm. right? Um, but yeah, it went from that to Nirvana and Utero to all that grunge era, man. Like I remember smashing when Smashing Pumpkins when and Utero love. came out, which was what ninety three. And Utero was 92, 93? 90, probably 93 or 94 because Nevermind was 91, I think. Yeah, because I remember asking my mother to buy it for me for Christmas. And she, yep. I, I never unwrapped it under the tree because I guess she got the CD or whatever cassette tape and looked and they looked at the track listing and rate me. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, it was one pretty of the songs. She goes, nope. Well, I can remember my dad wouldn't let me buy a Nine Inch Nails album. He just was not going to let that happen. You know, and anything with the sticker on it. I remember riding my bike over to like CD warehouse and just being so scared to buy a CD that had the parental advisory sticker. And I was probably 14 mm. or 15. And I remember buying it and just thinking like, I can't believe this happened. I thought I was going to get like carded or something. Well, think about this. So you're going to be 40 in April In April. So we're all in our forties here. Look at the, the early forties, the young guy over here. I'm in my mid forties. Can you believe that? Like yeah. I'm the grayest of us all. I mean, if King Scott would quit dying his hair, that's true. <laughs> So it's it's 2023, which means you might have to be in your 40s to remember a time before the internet. And some stuff that was only around for a couple of years, like uh, who remembers Friendster? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, only because oh. when we first started touring, uh, there was this one band in California and this one dude who's always up on everything would be like, hey, you want Friendster? And every time I'd see him, he'd say that and I'd go, I, Chris, I still don't know what that is. How did I miss this? Oh, it was like a so. It was around the MySpace time. He had he had a sidekick. Do you remember the sidekick? The, uh, the coolest thing. Not T-Mobile, like texting. right? Yeah, not Nokia, but it, it was T-Mobile made it? made it, I believe. It was it was like it, it it was like a phone with a keyboard, and it went whoop and flipped, and yeah. it had like the, oh, yeah. the, the top. Dude, it was like so a te- like fast texting, and I guess that was an app or something that had to do with Friendster, which basically turned into Facebook and MySpace. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was at the dawn of all that Friendster. Yeah. Uh, do you remember Koosh Balls? 
Oh yes. yeah, dude! You remember the Rosie O'Donnell? Like, oh I mean, yeah, yeah. Coo- Rosie O'Donnell. Coo- had her balls own. were huge in the early or in the late '80s and the early '90s, and then they just weren't because you know. They're just coosh balls. Yeah. And then Rosie O'Donnell like brought them back somehow because she would fling them into the crowd. Yeah. If you, it got rid of dust and hair off the floor. Coosh Those balls. Those things, yeah. yeah oh, you'd yeah. always find them under like... They were disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Remember this, that grime on them? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, and as a kid, you're trying to think, how do I get this off? The only thing that would do it was like dish detergent. Yeah. But you, you, as a kid, you weren't doing that. So you're trying to give it to your parents. My coosh balls all covered in dirt and cat hair. But, and- but the new coosh ball, like a fresh one, the texture was so nice. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, basically yeah. a cat toy that they said, hey, let's market this to kids. Yeah. So Friendster, Koosh Balls, uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, all these things are in danger of being forgotten. Oh, poor JTT. He was a heartthrob. I think he's doing all right. I think he's all right. But there was a new poll that asked people how often they did various retroactivities. Okay, this is people of all ages. And here's a rundown of what they found. 6% of people have never listened to music on a cassette. 6% of all people, huh? Of all people have never listened to music on a cassette tape. If you handed your kid a cassette tape, they'd have no idea what to do with it. It's, it's a new A-track. Yeah. When we were kids, we would always hear about A-tracks. And every movie they made a reference, like a retro reference to A-tracks. And I was like, I, I've never even seen that. I don't even know what, a shape, what the shape of an A-track is. Yeah. Cassettes have been back in, though. Have you? Has any of your bands put anything on cassette? Uh, we talked about this the other day. Okay. Why? Why? Uh, it, there's, there's no reason for it. It's terrible quality. It's just the, it's the factor. It's having the tangible... Yeah. Piece, isn't I, it? Like I, I, I can piece. understand. I don't want to collect anything. I can understand the record thing because uh, you know there's a certain tone and frequency you can't get in digital. Okay, digital, I get it's easy. You have four gazillion songs in your phone. Cassette tapes, why? There's no, no reason to have a cassette. A lot tapes. of times from our albums, if I would see a cassette tape being made, it was for uh, the market in Asia. Mm. So maybe maybe there's a market there. Yeah. <sighs> okay. I still listen to them in my garage sometimes. Cassettes? Yeah. You don't find it obnoxious? No, I just, I like listening to albums and I have them and I've got that stereo out in my garage. And you could listen to I'll an album that. on Spotify. Yeah, I know, but it's just kind of fun to pop it in. It's the nostalgia of it, right? You put in yeah. like an old Smashing Pumpkins album on it and you feel like you're 13 again and hopeless and angry and you're a zero, you know, like the song goes. And, <laughs> and I don't, I don't and know if actually... I'm feeling nostalgic anytime I would put on a cassette tape. What well, is nice though that in a tiny way you actually did pay the band with a cassette tape where you really didn't with the stream. Hmm. They're this, getting you know point zero zero one point zero which is what that zero 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 eight. It takes fifteen hundred people. You could take an entire high school to to to. to you can buy a single on iTunes, and the band will get more than if fifteen hundred people, an entire. 1,500 people right, streamed that you song. You guilted me into mine You know what? We should do a test. We should see if people can get uh, Rose Gold Gun, my song, up to a billion plays and see how much money I make. All right, start now. Do it on iTunes. When was the last time you sent a goal? Yeah. <laughs> when was the last time you sent out a postcard? 9% have never sent out a postcard before. Hmm, postcard. Th- thank you notes and things don't count. Postcard. Chris- Christmas card. Do you remember somebody traveled somewhere and you got a oh, postcard yeah. from them? Yeah. Man, I don't know. It's been I, since I got high school. One. From Yosemite about a year ago. My sister-in-law's went out there. Oh, that's nice. When's the last time you sent one? I don't think I've ever sent yeah. one. High school it's for me. It's been a couple couple years. I, I sent- used to do it to, I would send it to my mom, stuff like that, when we were on the road. Because she loved postcards from random cities oh, yeah. and all that. And I from s- overseas and all that. It was I sent fun. Johnny Venus one from a family vacation in high school. Uh, 10% of people have never taken a photo on a non-disposable camera that takes film. Dang. So a non-disposable camera, like, you know. Like a film camera. Like a film but camera. Not, but not the Like throwaways. taking the roll of film 
loading in the camera. Do you remember the cameras when you were a kid that had like a strip of flashes? Like 10 oh, yeah. flashes you had to plug in oh, yeah. and it would blow up, dude. Oh, yeah. I, oh, really? Code acting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they were little flat. They were flat cameras. Oh, yeah. Had... It was like an L-shaped. Uh-huh. Like a, I've yeah. never had one of those, but I remember seeing those. And you advanced the film with it like, on the top. Yes. Yeah, those were at garage sales my whole life growing up. Those were disposable flashes? Like one yeah. like one for one? Like we're living in the 20s and it was a flashbulb oh, yeah. that was Same burst? thing. Yep. Was that a novelty? No, dude. I, we're just like... That was the thing. I think we had this. This is what it was, but, man. But, but, but the flashbulb was blowing up where you hadn't, you couldn't use it more than once? Correct. Yeah. And it was like 10 in a row. tower lined up. Yep. Wow. Y'all got had. Okay. That was a technology. <laughs> no, no. The technology was past that. You guys got had. For sure. For I sure. I didn't get had. My mom got had. She's the one that bought it. I used to work at a, at a photo hut. When I was in college, that was one of my jobs. I worked... I worked in a photo. Was it one of the drive-throughs? Uh, it was a photo hut, but it was inside a drugstore. Oh, okay. <laughs> which it was now, a photo mat. Yeah, which now they have their own. But yeah, before it would be like a different company right in a tiny little space. Yeah. Did you Did take you- that job just because you knew some crazy things were going to come through? And there were crazy things <laughs> that went through. <laughs> there were. The, the guy that was my boss was, uh, was an older Indian gentleman. And uh, he had a secret stash of photos he made copies of. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Wow. You ever get caught for that? That's so That's wrong. Not, not legal. It's not, it's not legal. And there was a, he broke the code as far as there was an, it's an honor amongst uh, yeah. Yeah. men and women who worked in the photo hut. Trusting you with my film. Yeah. You never know who drops off, who drops off some film. You never know what's going to be on that roll because you got to put it in the machine and all the chemicals do their do their thing, and it spits out the pictures. And you have to look through the pictures to make sure the color's okay. Because sometimes you'd have to adjust. Sure. Sometimes have you'd to have to, lo- to. Sir, we're gonna have to. This is a quality control check. We well, have sometimes to look you'd have to adjust the photos. color uh, from the machine. Right. So you'd, I mean, you'd, fl- you'd flip. How through. often? This is the biggest galaxy brain into every time. Basically, the people that own Photoshop are just a bunch of pervs, and they've all got a secret stash. <laughs> this guy had a secret stash under the counter. Wow. You ever see anybody you recognize? Uh, no, because it was this is an area I didn't grow up in. Oh, okay. This was at, at college, up in uh, North New Jersey. So nobody dropped off film that I knew. Gotcha. But every once in a while, there'd be a picture or two amongst the uh, the family photos. And you go, oh, okay. Oh, wow, this right. guy's guy. muscular. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Look at the triceps on him. Oh, yeah. Uh, 10% of people have never used a wall calendar to keep track of birthdays and events. Don't tell that to my wife. Oh, she's got the wall calendar? <laughs> oh, the eight of them throughout the house. Oh, really? <laughs> well, really? I don't think I ever have. I think I've tried. I think, you know, you, you, you get one and you hang it up on the inside of the pantry door or wherever you think, I'm going to see this every day. And then it's stuck on February. Yeah. And it's August. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I got a missed a couple months. Eleven percent of people have never bought a physical newspaper. Twelve percent of people have never used a fountain pen to write, which to me, it's actually shocking that eighty eight percent have. Maybe they think th- they're thinking Unless different. they were a little loose on their definition of fountain yeah, pen. Yeah, for sure. It has to be for the newspaper too. You said eleven percent haven't? Eleven percent have never bought a physical newspaper. That's much bigger. That's much bigger. Think of everybody living right now. Have you? When's the last time you physically bought one? Now, I'm not talking about New Yorkers buying them on the street. I'm talking about everybody else. Yeah, when I used to go 
commute in New York, I would take the subway. I would you'd walk past the newsstand before, and you right. fifty cents for the post on the way to work. You know, fifty cents for the Daily News on the way home. You and you read on the subway. And when you went on the subway to work, that thing was cr- I mean cramped. You knew how to fold the paper so you could just read and and not have the whole thing open. Yeah, well, that's cool. it'd be like origami. Like you could get just just right, so you're just taking up your little space and not having to spread out your yeah, arms. Yeah. I used to do that on the bus. I'd always grab a USA Today whenever we were driving somewhere, and I'd read a lot like that. And I'd try to pass off sections to teammates, and they'd all mm-hmm. just throw them away. And- Seems like a dangerous thing to be on a subway, though, in New York with no visual. Like all, all of your... Your blind spots, your peripheral, like, every, you know, you don't want to be like this. You, you ever seen a movie where the guys are like this? You're like, nobody does that because that's the most dangerous thing you can do. Yeah. Well, yeah, you poke wh- little holes in the middle so you... Yeah, your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's one of those things Like where- a ghost costume with the two eyes, <laughs> yeah. right? Just took a bed sheet. Now you do the same thing with the newspaper. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, there were so many people crammed in there. Yeah. You really didn't think about safety. <laughs> okay. So, honestly, you didn't, you didn't think about... I, like, I, I never felt... In the in the five years I was commuting in New York City, you know, from the age of eighteen to twenty three, yeah, uh, I never thought once about my safety in the morning. Well, or maybe coming that's because you were a dummy, like a young dummy. I was a dummy, yes. Still, I'm a dummy. You know what I mean? Like in I some mean, respects. Th- these days, if I saw you on a subway, I guarantee you'd be like this, head on a swivel. Now, whoop, yes, whoop, yes, because I because I got the fear. Well, it's just too many people. As long as you pack your person, like you, like yourself. Mm-hmm. You put stuff in places that you know you're not going to be pickpocketed. Like, he never, I never put my wallet in my back pocket. Never. Never. I started doing that when I went to Six Flags, like, as a teenager. And I don't know why we'd get paranoid of getting pickpocketed at Six Flags when you were a kid, but we'd always put them in our front pocket, right? And every once uh, in a while, we'd, like, wallet check. You know, this is high school, but we would always do that. You'd see a tourist in New York City, and you'd see his back pocket. You'd go, this guy's wallet is in his back pocket. By the end of today, that will not be there anymore. Whoa. Oh, it will be in man. somebody else's hands. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. Yeah, this guy's going to be walking in Times Square. He's going to be, you know, bumping up against people. Guaranteed that wallet is gone. Do you still carry a wallet? Uh, I don't carry a wallet, per se. Uh, I used to do a money clip for a while. That's that's a he used to be a money clip guy. It's a status symbol thing. That's very did it have cool. Your, did it have your initials monogrammed uh, on yes it? Yes, it did. Yeah. Was it yes, a wedding it gift? Uh, or a uh, or maybe like a uh, groomsman gift? No. You know what it was? I, it was some promo when I was working promotions uh, for the radio station, one of my first radio station. It w- I think it was a promotional item for some movie. <laughs> yeah, that like, we were doing like a Bill Murray movie or something. <laughs> something like that. It was like, like a, a promo. Oh, here's like a my promo money clip item. for Scrooge. It, it, it could have been <laughs> Life Aquatic. It could have been. And I was like, let me try this out. I'm like, oh, all right. Because I was like George Costanza with the stupid wallet and the receipts. 5,000 receipts in there. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and after a while, you can't close it. The Velcro is not going to close. Now you got one of those like card holder things, which is a wallet. It's just an updated wallet. It's just oh, our version I've of the wallet. I've streamlined to just ID, credit card, phone on the back of it. That's it. That's a wallet. I guess so. Yeah, I would still call that a wallet. It's just not leather. Anyway. Yeah, it's got the the slide for the cards. Yeah, but you got to have a key card to get into places and stuff too. I don't have yeah, that, yeah, so yeah. it's yeah, yeah. When you're important, you have those things. I got a beautiful new uh, uh, Rawlings wallet. Oh, from the Rawlings people. Yeah. Thank oh, you so much. That nice. that, 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 that's not an everyday for me. That's a mm-hmm. that's a you know travel wallet. Going out to all, like Applebee's or something. Yeah, that's a statement piece when you pull that baby on out yeah. at Chili's. You know. Well, you know, I said, I said you know Rawlings is moving their headquarters up to Maryland Heights. Um, no, I'm sorry, Westport. Is that yeah. Maryland Heights? Is that considered yeah, Maryland Heights? Yeah, that's Maryland Heights. Mm-hmm. 
So they're going to have their headquarters in Orange County and and Westport Plaza. I said we take it for granted that such an awesome company like Rawlings is from St. Louis. Yep, and we have a few it of them. That is a badass company. Think about I mean, like how long they've been in business, their impact on baseball. They even branched out into hockey for a few years. Brett yeah. Hall used to wear their gloves. I had a wallet actually made for me out of my old goalie glove. There's a company called Second String Leather that uses old goalie equipment, hockey equipment, and they make custom pieces. That smelled like death. (laughs) I wash my gear. Hey, if you have kids, Rich Show listeners that play hockey, wash their equipment, wash your gloves, wash all of it. At least make sure you you open the bag. Please. You air out the bag after practice. You You can wash a goalie glove like that? Yep. Yep. You can wash a goalie glove. You can wash player gloves because it's all synthetics now. Nothing's made with real leather anymore. You can chuck that baby right in the wash. No problem. Oh. Just let it air dry. You that don't want to toss it in the real dryer, leather? The, the, no. the blocker and the glove? It's all... Uh, it it's... feels as real as... Uh, Carter Hutton gave me his his, mm-hmm. his glove and, and blocker, and, and we we play with them all the time. That's a name. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And it feels... I mean, it's gnarly. That's it's very synthetic. Yeah, dude, it's all carbon fiber. Very Everything's supple. carbon fiber. You can yeah, wash that? I never sure, thought it's that. A, yeah, like Well, think about how wet it gets on the ice during a game. Right, absolutely. Oh, well, that's washing it right there. That's, I mean, that's where it's yeah. you might as well hop yeah, in the hot yeah. tub with it. Yeah, <laughs> mix with the sweat, it cleans it out. Thirteen uh, percent of us have uh, never used a yellow pages to look up a phone number. Yeah. Fourteen percent of us have never used a public payphone to make a phone call. Ugh. God, speaking of gross. Ah, uh, what was wrong with me? I guess that was what you had to do all the time. Ah, uh, yeah, didn't matter. And always the 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 part where you talking to had a particular funk to it. Oh, it's yeah. a smell. It's because if you had to put more quarters in, what are you doing? You're doing the, the shoulder, oh, the shoulder this pin is, uh, and you're pinning it to your face. And I talk about planes, trains, and automobiles, that movie, quite often, but I'm so glad I saw that when I was a little kid because I saw Steve Martin at the airport. He grabbed the payphone <laughs> oh, yeah. and touched it as little as he could. And I was probably 12, 13. And so from that moment on, I did the exact same thing every time you hold it from your ear and you do that. I was like, if he must be onto something. I need to copy yeah, that. Yeah, you know what? Maybe I am uh, immune to quite a few things because of the uh, yeah. because of the yeah. antibodies and whatever I got I'm from still here. using public restrooms. I'm still here. Payphone. Because you use those payphones and you got hot dogs mm-hmm. off those stands. You're fine. <laughs> uh, 15% of uh, never listen to music on a vinyl record player, even if it's hip again. Uh, 16% have never used a floppy disk on a computer. The three and a half or the big dog? Oh, I had the, I mean, I had the big dog. Oregon Trail on it when you'd walk into the classroom there. <laughs> like the actual dysentery. floppy. Oh, yeah. The actual floppy, floppy disc. Remember mm-hmm. those, right, Moon? Oh, of course. You make yeah. that weird noise when you move it back mm-hmm. back and forth. I uh, I did not have. Um, what, had this, the paper sleeve? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The paper sleeves. And, and if you had one that had like the actual printing on the paper sleeve, you're like, this is a good game. This is going to be good. <laughs> mm-hmm. We had, um, so my, my family wouldn't get me an Atari. Like my friend Kevin had an Atari. And I was like, I, I want an Atari. He's like, absolutely not. Closest thing was a cousin donated me a Commodore 64, the computer. Yeah, those were cool. Dude, it was the greatest. I had the summer games and. Uh, oh, dude, summer games. Oh, buddy, are you serious? I, I pitfall. I had all the floppies. Dude, Summer Games was a great game. Summer Games 2, even better. Great intro. I even had a Ghostbusters game, believe it or not. I did, too. That was on a floppy disk. hmm I did, too. You had that game? Uh, the original Commodore 64? It was like the Atari version? Uh, the Atari the version. That's so cool. It was that, that those, were, those were the interesting days. You had to sit there for six minutes to wait for the blue screen to go away so you could actually have the computer on. Uh, 18% of us have never used a physical roadmap. Which I think this one is underappreciated. The next time you're navigating an unfamiliar area with navigation on your cell phone, imagine trying to do it on a paper map. 
Yeah, when I we, was a navigator as a kid, man. We had every AAA map you could imagine because my dad, my dad raced cars, open yeah, wheel yeah. cars, and SCCA, and so we were traveling all around. And I'd sit in the front, and I'd be the guy on the map, dude. And I'd be trying to decide between Highway 71 and 77 when we're going through Ohio, which is going to be faster. And it's a total crapshoot. You have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know what the construction is. It doesn't is. say the speed limit. No speed limits. You know, even when you look at it, you can't realize like, oh, I'm going to be driving through the Rockies. You just see a road that goes through it. You're going 40 miles an hour through the Rockies, even though it's Highway 70. You can go the southern route and go way faster. So, like, as a kid, you don't think of those things. But nowadays, man, like, you plug it in. And I, there's times where I'll drive 20 minutes in this city, and I'll still put it into Google Maps just because I'm afraid somebody balled it up on 270. Yeah, I do, too. Mm -hmm. I take the same way home every day. I still, yeah. put, I still put it in ways. Oh, do you really? Every day. Because there have been times like I've gotten screwed on 270. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just just for for or detours, 40. temporary detours. Yeah, if there's an accident or something. Well, yeah, when we first started touring, um, it was right when the Tom Toms and the uh, or was oh, the garments, garments Garmin. and Tom Toms yep. and all those came out. But we like really couldn't afford the nice ones because the nice ones were expensive. It was like 600. Well, we used to have bucks. the sandbag that would sit on top of the uh, <laughs> right. It was oh, it was yeah. a sandbag thing that held yeah the navigator before we had one of those, and those were so. Not reliable. Better than what we had, but not really reliable. We would go into Best Westerns or whatever and uh, get the, the breakfast, the continental breakfast, even though we didn't stay there that day. And we would ask them at the front desk if they had a computer, like, hey, can we print out some MapQuest directions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. We print turn out by turns. Yep, and then staple it and have like seven. It was like a bus driver route. You know, we would have seven pages and somebody would have to stay awake with the driver and say, oh, we got to take this. And it says go left here. Like, that's how we were touring. Mm -hmm. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, and you you make it. It's crazy to say that and know that somebody that wasn't there for that time feels that we're just from a different yeah. century. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> which yeah. we are. The nice thing was when I moved to LA, GPS was you know on phones and everything strong. So I had that, but it just it kind of clicked one day because I wanted to learn how to get around there without getting lost. So I started doing the maps, uh, the physical map, and then also just. No map and just driving till I found something I saw and I'm like, oh yeah, I know this area on purpose. Yeah. Well, if you got the time for that, wonderful. But who's got the time these days? <laughs> well, you're in LA. You're cutting through everything anyways. Yeah. You're stuck in traffic. It doesn't matter. 19% uh, of us have never connected to the internet using a dial-up connection. 19% of us have never paid for something using a check. <laughs> wow. 25% of us have never made a phone call on a rotary phone. My dad still has one in the garage. They don't work anymore. My parents have. I, somehow he's got this thing to go. It still works? I thought. Somehow. Yeah. My kids look at that thing like it's a relic. It from, actually works because I thought they it's everything digital. I'll now. have to check when I get home. But the last time I was over there, he was still three. Yeah. Four. Wow. My parents still have one. I, I, th I think it's on the wall. I'm sure it's not connected. Back to the check thing, though. I don't think I've ever paid for anything with a check other than a bill. You know what I'm saying? And, and to me, that doesn't count. Because I've seen, I remember when people would pay for groceries. Oh, groceries. They'd be at Schnucks. Oh. And, and when I was so a cashier, recently. I'd have to deal with the checks and all that. Oh. I have never paid at a physical place with a check. It's one of those things that I just, I, I hate to sound like I'm being hard on old people here, but when I go to the grocery store and you see somebody, you're just thinking, that person's going to pull out a check, right? <laughs> like you just, you see an old person, you're like, here comes the checkbook. I'm not getting in the line behind this person because sure enough. Here comes the, oh, there it is. 10740 <laughs> like it, it, <laughs> 10 minutes later, you're standing at, at the grocery I, store. I remember learning what a check was because we did a garage sale. We didn't do garage sales. Is, that's not my family's scene. And for some reason we had one in our driveway and there was a gal trying to buy whatever, $3 worth of crap. 
and she tried to buy it with a check, and my mom refused. And this gal like got in like was like yelling at my mom. My mom's like, "No, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna take your check. There's no way I can trust you." It's three dollars. Imagine bouncing a three dollar check at come, a garage yeah, come sale. Yeah, come up with three dollars or go away. And and I was like, whoa, that was serious. What what what's a check? And she had to explain what a check was. And yeah. I realized like, oh yeah, you probably at a garage sale. Come on, lady. Twenty six percent of us have never watched uh, anything on a black and white television. It's been a while. We had one. We yeah. had a black and white TV. Still have one in the basement. Used to watch it whenever there was. You need to start warnings. throwing stuff out. My yeah, dad. Yeah. My dad. You sound like a cluttered <laughs> house. My dad is. My dad is the nicest man alive. I love him more than anything. Um, we call it the TM Parts Department in his basement because he has everything you can yeah. imagine. He it, he doesn't get rid of anything, right? Dad, so, you're a hoarder. <laughs> Try don't use that word, Scott Riz. Um, but no, like whenever there was a tornado warning and we'd go in the basement, we'd chuck on the black and white TV and we'd throw on the news so we yep. knew where the radar was and you'd have to like get the rabbit ears perfect in the Yeah, basement. the only people on the block that still could watch TV and get the information. Yeah. We, Did it have the crank the dial that went up to oh, it had 11? The crank. It had oh. just like 11 on the, on the well, dial? Well, it's not a spinal tap. If it's I'm a telling black you, and white TV... Of course. I mean, of course it's only the dial. Ours just had one, two, three, like one through 11. It was just a crank turn, and then the bottom one was a volume. Oh, and you had that little dot when you turned the TV off, it would yep. you know, shrink down. And- <laughs> but even the old school color ones still had like the, the hue dial. And yeah. The color, like, oh, yeah. It's, yeah. man, you walk in now, you can buy a 97-inch flat screen TV for like 800 bucks. Yep. And you think about what we used to go with. Uh, 26% of us have never owned an encyclopedia. Oh, you know, my dad Britannica. Has, has a few. Well, I remember the grocery store growing up, uh, every week they'd have a different, uh, like, letter. At the grocery At store? At the grocery store. They had some kind of, like, promotion they were doing with some encyclopedia company that when you spend over a certain amount of money on groceries, you'd get, like, like this week it's the letter A. So the letter A encyclopedia. Get out the of letter here. B. That's nice. So it takes you two years to get the whole thing, because I'm assuming the last two volumes are XYZ or whatever it is. Uh-huh. But 24 months, 26 months. Yeah, and what a you great could, promotion. You could have the whole thing. No, took a well, long... weeks. So weeks. Oh, weeks. Every, every week. week. Every I see, week. I see. Every well, that week. took a long time to learn what a xylophone was. That's, yeah. <laughs> uh, 33% of us have never typed on a typewriter. 36% have never sent a fax. I've never sent a fax that I know really? of. I mean, with, your, with contracts and everything, you never did? I bet you did. I'm blown away by that. Man, I used to. Oh, you know what? We'd oh, have to stop at truck stops, all oh, stuff all the time, right. so I could send fax. I never this. physically did it. I, I always would go somewhere, like uh, Kinko's used to do it back mm, in yeah. the days. And you go to Kinko's and say, hey, can you send this fax? So, yeah, I guess I did that on the road. But I, I don't remember I don't remember sending. Well, no, you know what? I've actually done it from here now that I think Every about it. Every once in a while from here, somebody still requires a fax. Really? Okay, and I have done that. Yeah, somebody has asked have, for it, where, and then I got the a fax machine. It's down you? in the sales department. I usually, right, if I have though. to send a fax in a somewhere, corner somewhere, collecting dust, I but it still works. I stand in the sales department, I start yelling, somebody help me! Yeah, that's exactly what I did, now that I'm thinking about it. You're right. The IT department somebody help me. had to fix it for me. <laughs> and said, it's very simple. It's this, it's this. There you go. <laughs> uh, 44% have never written to a pen pal. Anybody have a pen pal here when they were growing up? I'm I sure I did to. in school. Wanted yeah. to. It'd yeah. be like one letter and that's it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. How's it going? I think it was like a kid in Canada somehow. Con- I don't know how we our school connected with their classes. And I was like, this guy lives in Canada. It's so cool. I, and that was the only time I wrote a letter. It's the same way. I think we had one in Kansas City and went like back and forth once or twice. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is this, is this school kids just sending letters to random addresses hoping to get something in return? Was, or are you partner with other schools? I guess it was like partner. Yeah, we partnered with some other school, and mm-hmm. that class was same grade and everything. And 
Man, now nowadays there's such a thing with privacy that like parents. Are oh, like, there's no are you way. out of your mind. Can you imagine no that? Way. Here comes not, a random letter from yeah. somebody who's supposedly a child. You know, <laughs> in <laughs> this a foreign country. Fifth grader. Right, right, right. Seventy-three uh, percent of people in this poll have never used a pager. Boy, they were really missing out. Yeah, one, four, three. I wasn't rich I love enough, you. man. I never had I love one you either. Too, man. Oh, you never had a pager? No, I didn't have a need for one though. Really? Like, I know uh, they were cool did, and everything. Did, did but most of us? Probably not. You're right. I didn't have a need for one either. <laughs> yeah, but I had one, a little Motorola. Yeah, I needed. Was like, it Motorola? Was I needed the... my girlfriend to text or to, to page me so I could call her back. I mean, it was like on this a big. The, the first ones that that I had were like this big. It had like two buttons on it. Yeah, the two the two buttons on the top and the tiny little green screen. Yeah, the little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Four inch. It would wide, light, light three, up four inch wide screen. Yep, light up green with the little black letters that would scroll across. Oh, we've talked about this before. The next generation was once you'd be able to get the sports scores on. That was big time. <laughs> it was big time. Sports the, scores. Sports scores, because that would come with a, a clip. So you'd put your pager in the clip. <laughs> so you could whoop, take it out and yep. look at it. But still have the clip on your yeah. belt. <laughs> yeah. I love seeing loop. people that still run the clip with the phone. I love that. <laughs> like, you got to be gutsy to still go with it. Oh, yeah. It's a good look. It is. Hey, maybe you need your phone a lot, and the pocket is just a... Like too, a holster. Too, yeah. Like, too, like a gun, like, whoop. whoop. Take that out. You know, and the, and the pager thing... Quickest draw on Festus. The pager thing and all that, and I mean, <laughs> that's kind of where that, before the BlackBerry and all that, that's kind of where that sidekick thing had yeah. its... You know, it was AOL Instant Messenger meets pager vibe meets phone meets Well, MySpace. there was also the T9 texting with the first iterations of the phone, the cell phones. Yeah, the Nokia's. Mm-hmm. The T9 texting. That's fun. But 73% of us have never used a pager. I can't believe it. none of us in this room had a sidekick. Because, I mean, I, I swear everybody but me had a sidekick. Mm-hmm. No. I didn't get a cell phone until 2005. What? Really? Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because now it's like I've made my entire living post-career off of social media and being one of the first people to use Twitter and hockey and everything else. But I was kind of anti technology at that point because I didn't, I just didn't need a cell phone, man. Like on campus where I was at school, we had like 2,000 kids and it was tiny little place you hardly got reception i didn't need it we're not talking about a smartphone we're just talking about any cell phone any cell phone dude 2005 because i was i was resistant to the first iphone in 2007 i didn't have an ipad until i or an i uh i pod until like generation four or five i was carrying cds all across the planet it was obnoxious but uh but yeah 2004 was my first cell phone Mm -hmm. and it's because i got hired by you guys and so i was gonna be on the road and i'm like i guess i need a phone now yeah, same way for me. I was like, I don't want to get lost out here in the middle of the desert when I'm driving around. Yeah. Mm. So even though I wouldn't get reception, I felt more comfortable because I at least had the phone with me. Uh, 73% as a, a, a 20, I'm sorry, 73% as a, as percent of us, I'll get it. <laughs> 73% of us have never had an account on MySpace. Anybody have MySpace accounts? I oh, have yeah. Yep. I know I had it, but never used never that used one. Never our school was one of the first 50 on Facebook, so there was that whole rivalry between Facebook and MySpace, and it was very elitist because Facebook, you had to have a college login for those yeah, first couple nice. of years. Yeah. We were, like, super cool, super, you know, northeastern kind of small liberal arts school, so we felt like we were probably better than everybody else, which was unfair. <laughs> Yo, MySpace was great. MySpace, like, like the, the whole idea Oh, it was of top it, ten friends? It was— well, Was yeah. it top five friends? 
I think it was top five. Yeah. It was like, who's in your top five was a whole thing. I like, people five. get pissed off. That was off. a cool deal. But, but, you, but you could customize it. Like, yeah. it was like a customized thing, so you could, like, really, it was like the the dawning of the social media age where you could actually kind of show your personality or do different yeah. things. Music was a really big deal on it. It was. Video Joey and I actually made a lot of side money from doing custom pages for people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They'd pay us, and we'd customize everything. It was great. Oh, wow. Do all the coding for it and all mm-hmm. that. That's hey, a couple cool. things before we move on to the teamers member of the day. Uh, back to me working at a photo hut. Uh, RB writes in my uh, ex-worker in Walgreens photo. Uh, I guess this person an ex-worker in the Walgreens photo. And every location he worked in had a drawer of, quote-unquote, funny pictures. <sighs> funny pictures. This has to be. I, there can't be a photo hut that didn't have this. Yeah, I, everyone did. Yeah, they the, all did. The funny pictures drawer. Yeah, of funny. course. Players uh, outtakes. Todd's got a question for uh, Mike McKenna here. Does professional goalie Mike McKenna play roller hockey? Uh, no, derby. They call it derby, like roller derby. Uh, I played like a couple years of it when I was a kid, and I, for a goalie, it wasn't a lot of fun because I couldn't slide. Uh, it yeah. just was a way different dynamic. And honestly, I just thought it was totally bush league compared to ice because it was so yeah. unorganized. Man, you're really throwing. And so throwing shade, bro. I am, dude. Because like every roller, oh boy, it was hockey fan listening. Yeah, but you know what though? Pat Maroon built his career off the roller. The hands he developed doing that made him who he was. There's been great players that have come from roller. I just didn't think it was fun as a goaltender, and it wasn't any. It wasn't organized. So just, just not for you. Yeah, it wasn't for me. No. Uh, and of course, uh, the big news this morning is all uh, all planes have been grounded across the U.S. because of some. FAA issue. So, so if you're on the way to the airport, no rush. <laughs> <laughs> well, they just put out a, a statement from the White House. The president has been briefed by the Secretary of Transportation this morning on the FAA system outage. There's no evidence of a cyber attack at this point, but the president uh, directed a DOT to conduct a full investigation into the causes. The FAA will provide regular updates. Man. Unfun. Not if you got a flight today. It ain't fun. That sucks. All right, let's do this. All right, Team Riz member today brought to you by Hotshot Sports Bar and Grill, the proud sponsor of Team Riz. Visit hotshotsnet.com slash Team Riz. From Crystal City, Missouri, Ryan Pratt is in the team. Ryan has been listening to the Riz Show for years. Ryan prides himself on being a true Riz evangelist by always spreading the word of how great the show is. I checked out Ryan's... uh, uh, Song pick for later today. Wonderful pick. Oh, yeah, it is a good pick. It's a good pick. Uh, Ryan loves Friday Fail Stories, loves to headline goo, and King Scott's wonderfully terrible dad jokes. Thank you, sir. He's got good <laughs> Ryan taste. Ryan obviously has a head injury. Ah, <laughs> Ruler hockey. <laughs> uh, Ryan Pratt from Crystal City is our Teamers member of the day. Get the super sweet Teamers member of the day soccer jersey. Get yourself signed up 1057thepoint.com slash Teamers. Hey, it's Moon here for locally owned and family owned Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers in business since 1976. And their team of 500 plus expert tire and automotive service technicians who live in the communities where they work. The team at Dobbs stands ready to service whatever vehicle you drive, including car, van, light truck, SUV, hybrid, and even EV to provide you with the tires you need at the lowest price in town.
down guaranteed and at a price in line with your family budget. And the Dobbs team is ready to service your vehicle with expert auto service too, done right the first time, including routine and preventative maintenance and complex diagnostic and engine repairs. And now with 43 stores, including Dobbs' newest store in Columbia, Missouri, way to go Dobbs. Full service tire and auto service has never been more convenient. So let the tire and service pros at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers take care of your family vehicles. And be sure to check out Dobbs' money-saving January deals on tires and service at GoToDobbs.com. Then drive in, and any of the Dobbs' 43 convenience store locations are going to take care of you for major savings hey everybody, today. This is Billy Corgan of the Smashing Pumpkins, and you're listening to The Rizzuto Show. Happy birthday, Riz. I can't believe you're 99 again. Uh, welcome back to the program. Phone number 314-624-3833 or 618-398-3833. The Mick Ultra Studio Cams, 1057thepoint.com slash Riz. The socials at R-I-Z-Z Show. Your emails, rizshow at 1057thepoint.com. You can also send us a message through the 1057 The Point mobile app. Uh, professional goalie Mike McKenna is here. <laughs> St. Louis Zone. 14-year NHL veteran. Uh, yeah, 14 years pro, intermixed NHL. I'll take it. Uh, yeah, that, that, that Who's, count? Who's counting, right? Stop underplaying yourself. Yeah, I'm trying to build you up. Riz is always counting. It's funny. I'm always trying to remind myself I actually did it. You know, like you it feels it. like a mirage sometimes that I actually got the chance to do that. Honestly. And, and you're, you're born, bred in St. Louis, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely, man. My uh, my grandpa was one of the first like dozen or so people to really play hockey in the city in the '50s, '60s. My dad was on the first youth hockey team in 1959. And yeah, your grandfather's in the in the hall, like St. Louis Hockey, St. Louis Amateur Hockey Hall of Fame. And so, yeah, man, I grew up playing at Kirkwood. I live in Manchester. I've lived there my whole life. Went to Peace South, Parkway South for two years. Hey, listen, like, this is what a big deal is. Okay, you walk into the Kirkwood Ice Arena. Your jerseys in the little glass case. Ah, Kirkwood Star, mm-hmm. huh? Kirkwood Star. But, and the nice part, though, I'm also surrounded by some pretty good people. We've got Ben Bishop in that same case, Chris Butler, both St. Louis born and bred players that played in the NHL. Pat LaFontaine started his career in St. Louis. I don't even know he moved out of town when he was like seven. Right. We still claim him. We still him. count it. Yeah. <laughs> but that was pretty, like, Pat LaFontaine came back to St. Louis maybe four or five years ago. And I saw he was at the Kirkwood rink, and then I saw him like the next year. When he's, I was playing, he's playing in, broom ball, wasn't he? I think he was there. Um, great <laughs> stick handler, pretty good shot. But I, I remember to, when he was an Islander. Yeah, like but I I remember mentioning it to yeah, Lafontaine though. I met him. I was like, man, my my grandpa used to open the doors for you at the rink at you know five six remember? in the morning. Oh, the old white haired guy. Like it was totally surreal, man. Yeah, he did. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, from way back then. So it's funny the full circle. Sometimes just. Life, career, music, hockey, you name oh, it. Yeah. it. It happens, especially when you start getting to, like, higher levels. Yeah. That's pretty cool. We were talking man. before you played for, you know, nine NHL teams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, everywhere from, uh, you played for the Panthers. I'm trying to think. So you played for the Panthers? I dressed for the Panthers. That was one of the teams that I, I just backed up for. I just backed up two games for Vancouver. Vancouver. Uh, but I actually played. I made my debut with Tampa Bay in 2009. Uh-huh. Tampa Bay, New Jersey Devils, Columbus Blue Jackets, Arizona Coyotes, Dallas Stars. That's five teams. I'm missing two here. Hey, this sounds silly. But Ottawa what, Senators. What's your favorite? Philadelphia Flyers. What was your favorite? I have Flyers. I loved playing for the Dallas Stars and in their organization. Why? Um, it's a great place to live. It's a really well-run organization with good people doing it. And, and you find it's just like anything in life, man. It comes down to management and the people that are surrounding you. I loved being there. It was, everything about it was good. I got a year in the St. Louis Blues organization when I played in Peoria. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never dressed for the Blues, but I was in the system. I got the paycheck. I got to prove yeah, it. Right. I got the That's mask awesome. to prove awesome. it in, up in my studio. Um, but St. Louis was a great organization, too. Columbus was really good. but The worst. The worst was definitely Ottawa. Um, <laughs> that was my last year pro. 
And I've probably softened on my stance, stance since, but like, dude, I, I was away from my family for like two months and my family finally comes because I've been called up from the American League to the NHL. I remember NHL. when this happened. I think we, yeah. we, we were talking yeah, around we were Yeah, and I'll, I'll give you the brief overview, but I get called up to the NHL at October. Like it was Halloween time, and I'm there for two months, and I'm away from my family. And you got two little girls. And, and I had two little girls, right? This was, And I knew this was going to be my last year pro, right? This was supposed to be like a victory lap, play in one city. I was going to be in Belleville, Ontario. It was a big deal to move across the border to Canada. Daughter's in kindergarten. Well, I get called up. I don't see him for basically two months. And finally, after Christmas time, my family comes and they're going to stay in the hotel with me for like a week, right? The team got up, you know, took care of us and finally, and there'd been some things that happened that really weren't right, like by the CBA and other stuff that kind of went slide. Bottom line is my family shows up and within 24 hours, I get traded to the team we're playing that night, the Vancouver Canucks. (laughs) Which is like just a few blocks away. Dude, I took morning skate as an Ottawa Senator. And I dressed the game as a Vancouver Canuck. I looked like a kaleidoscope. I, I had black that. and red <laughs> yeah. pads on, wearing a green and blue jersey. Well, I mean, that's the life of a... Oh, of a dude. But I got a picture of my daughter's... I got a picture of my daughter's crying with me in the parking garage. At, you know, I'm leaving. I literally didn't know when I was going to see my family again. So they come up to stay with you, and then you had to leave. Yep. But they were crying just because they hate the Canucks. Uh, They hated Ottawa at that point. Uh, (laughs) Oh, man. And the worst part was the GM didn't even have the guts to call me. He had his assistant GM do it, even though he was in the same building. Oh, man. And so that, to me, that's not how you manage. But you know what? You get over things, and it's just what it is, It's a life of a a pro, you know, pro sports player. Yeah. I was a depth goalie, man. I wasn't important. You know, if that was right, a star player, pro, it would have been treated a lot that's different. That's right. I said pro sports player. You're, you're important yeah. to me, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, man. yeah. I'd, I would never trade you. You value human beings. <laughs> All right. So as a fan of, of pop culture and obviously obviously hockey, here's a little quiz for you. For Mike McKenna, professional goalie. So I'm going to give you the celebrity. You tell me, and these are all hockey enthusiasts, you tell me what team they are a fan of. I'm game. What is their team? Let's Some go. of these I think are totally obvious, and you're going to get them. Emilio Estevez. Oh, that's clearly the Mighty Ducks. Okay. <laughs> Gordon Bombay. Yeah, Start right. you off Triple with softball. Deke. Alice Cooper. Arizona Coyote. This guy. I have friends that have golfed with him out there. Yeah, they even gave away uh, Alice Cooper bobbleheads mm-hmm. at a game in 2012. The Coop. Dennis Leary. Think oh, he's it, Canadian. Think it through. That's not true. Is he not? Dude, he Oh, is. Boston Bruins. Come on, yeah. man. Yeah, sorry. He's close to Canada. Trey Parker from South Park. Colorado Avalanche. Ariana Grande. New York Islanders. Riz, Riz got this one. Yep. Where's she from? Boca Raton. Oh, is she a Floridian? She's yep. a Panthers fan? Yep. Nobody's a Panthers fan besides Ariana Kodak. Grande. Oh, besides Kodak Black. She must have been in the suite with Ariana Kodak Grande when he was doing his business. A- Florida Panthers fans. Do you remember that with Kodak Black? No. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he, he got oh, that's right. Wasn't he receiving uh-huh. favors? With a, with a he was. Uh, well, he was dishing out favors. That's right. <laughs> he was. He was giving her. So they say with Ariana Grande. She, so she grew up in Boca Raton. Uh, that's part of the Miami metro area. Uh, she was born in '93, right around the same time the Miami area was granted an NHL franchise, which would become the Florida Panthers. Well, I played for them, and I had no idea. Well, I backed up, but. She's got your jersey. Probably. Sure. All right. MacGyver, Richard Dean Anderson. Oh, he would have been Minnesota North Stars. 
He is a Minnesota Wild fan. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so did you know? Uh, did you know MacGyver is my favorite show as a kid because he also he was a race car driver and he played hockey. Did you know his first name was Angus in the no. show? Angus MacGyver. Angus MacGyver. Oh, I never awesome. knew that. So yeah. Richard Dean Anderson, while growing up, he was a North Star fan. Uh, the team eventually moved to Texas and became the Stars. But he jumped on the wagon with the Wild when they arrived in 2000. Wow. And he has been a huge supporter of the Minnesota Wild ever since. You're doing quite well. I would love to meet him. That show changed my life. I only knew it because they had the box set. Ralph Macchio. Karate Kid. Karate Kid. Detroit Red Wings? Where's he from? He's from Long Island. He, oh, see, this is where I went grande. I wouldn't have known that, but he, he would have been a, an Isles. An Isles he's fan. an Isles fan, and that would have been... He's probably old enough that he would have remembered their four Stanley Cups, and that yep. makes sense. Ralph Macchio is an Islanders fan. Yeah. Huh. Kevin Smith, Silent Bob. Oh, famous I've seen for, him wear so many hockey jerseys. I was going to say, jerseys. famous for hockey jerseys. I feel like I've seen him in Islander jerseys, but he can't be an Islanders guy, too. No, think of where he's from. Think of where, like, Clerks is set, Mall Rats is set. Can I guess? Gil, Gil Moon, because yeah. I didn't Devils? see Devils? He's a Devils fan. That's, that's one I should have known. He was born in Red Bank, New Jersey. Grew up in nearby Highlands. Uh, he was uh, huge Devils fans growing up. Uh, growing up. I feel like I've seen him in the jer- in in the Devils jersey. I have too. Now that I think of it, was, was that the one? Like maybe one of those hospital photos. When, I, when he was I was going never big that? on his movies, though. I never saw him really. Uh, Carrie Underwood. Oh well, she would be a Nashville Predators fan, formerly an Ottawa Senators fan, because of her husband Mike Fisher. Yeah. Huh. Well, Mike Fisher played for the Predators too, didn't he? He did, and he came from the Ottawa Senators, and that was they began. They were dating while I was a senator in their system. That was 2010, 11. That was a big deal. Gary Underwood is a Nashville Predators fan. Uh, Vigo Mortensen. Uh, he is Vigo. Vigo. Uh, well, I'm gonna say Rangers fan or Montreal fan. Is but it, you is it, hey, it's one of those. Is it? Is it? It's one of those. <sighs> Let's go Rangers. Montreal. You know why? You want to give fun fact here. Go ahead. Vigo, Vigo Mortensen. <laughs> you get you get your you get your finger ready on that name drop here. But Vigo Mortensen. Do you know where he went to college? No. St. Lawrence University, where I went to school. Tiny little place. Twenty five hundred kids at his at undergrad. Vigo Mortensen is one of our claims of fame. Also, Kirk Douglas went to St. Lawrence University. The theater department's really big. Vigo Mortensen was on, awarded an honorary degree the year after I graduated. When my wife graduated. He was on stage for it, and so that is a St. Lawrence connection. Huh. He's a Montreal guy. I would think yeah. he's, he's from fan. upstate New York in that area, I believe, so that would make sense. Wait, wait, wait. Viggo Mortensen's from New York? I thought the guy was Danish or something. Yeah. He is Danish by way of New York State, I believe. Get on out of here. This whole time, wow, I was like, man, that guy's so good at accents. everything, doesn't it? I was like, yeah. man, that guy's so good at accents because I'm sure he speaks like a Dane or something. Matthew oh, Perry. Oh, my goodness. I've been head. Matthew Perry. Kings? That would have been my guess. Ottawa Senators. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know they had three fans. He Canadian? Uh, Ottawa I, I Maybe. Uh, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Where's he from? He's from the Midwest, isn't he? Uh, hmm, I don't know if you consider this a Midwestern city. Close. Hmm. Is this something in Ohio? No, he's no. from Pittsburgh. He is a Penguins, Penguins fan. fan. Uh, the band Metallica. They are oh, fans yeah. of San Jose Sharks. San Jose Sharks. Know that one. Yep. Still robbed that they didn't play the Super Bowl when it was out there. Hulk Hogan. Angry. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Just, well, let me tell you something, brother. I'm a huge Tampa Bay Lightning fan. <laughs> <laughs> Bret Hart. Bret the Hitman Hart. Cal- that's Calgary Flames. Who yeah. played against the Blues last Canadian. night and will be here again tomorrow night. He yeah. owns the Calgary Hitman of the Western Hockey League. 
Brett the Hitman Hart. He owns, owns the, the Hitman. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen Colbert. Colbert. Is he a Maple Leafs fan? Where's he from? Uh, we we quizzed each other yesterday on this. Stephen Isn't Colbert. Isn't he North Carolina? He a, yeah, he is a Hurricanes fan. Hurricanes. Yeah. Yeah, He's a Carolina Hurricanes fan. That's, That's right. that the hurricane the DC and Carolinas are split between Hurricanes and Washington Capitals fans because mm. they would have been Caps fans first. He is a Hurricanes fan. Vince Vaughn. Ooh. See, I'm just going to start answering Kings for everything for everybody that's tied to Hollywood. I know that's wrong. <laughs> Vince Vaughn. After I heard the buzzer, I know I that's wrong. I think I got he's it. Fr he's from this city. Yeah. So he's a Blackhawks Black fan. Hawk. He's Chicago. Yep. Will Ferrell. Now he's a Kings fan. Phoenix Copley high-fived him through the glass a couple games ago, the goaltender at the L.A. Kings. That was cool. Uh, Kid Rock. I see Detroit Red Wings fan. Tony Romo. Dallas Stars. Crushing it. <laughs> what about my doppelganger, Ryan Reynolds? Uh, I don't know. I don't have him on my list. <laughs> He's trying to buy the Ottawa Senators. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, what? All right. Mike Myers. Oh, Maple Leafs. Remember the the Love Guru movie that he did? Yeah, yeah. I never yeah. saw it. Not very good. Uh, John Hamm. John Hamm. John Hamm. He's actually a uh, Ivan Barbashev fan okay. more so than St. Louis Blues. <laughs> Pat Sajak. Wow. Host of the Wheel. What about Vanna White? Where's Sajak from? I don't know. Flyers. I don't uh, know where he's from. No, no, he is a huge Capitals fan. Oh, huge oh, wow, Capitals fan. Hmm. And Michael Bublé. He's Canadian. Too. I mean, he's probably a Leafs fan if he's Canadian. Probably already covered. Vancouver. Well, we know it's not the Jets. All right. <laughs> Nobody's a Jets fan, so there you go. Yeah, How do you Michael know it's not Blay. the Jets? Because no one's from Winnipeg? Uh, not anybody. Up. Unless you're a wrestler. Unless you're Chris Jericho. He's about the only famous Winnipeg Chris person. Chris Jericho oh, is he, a, I have him on my list, is a Winnipeg Jets fan. Yeah, he, I think he actually talked about that. You can talk to here. Jericho about growing up in Chesterfield. His dad, Ted Irvine, played we in did. the NHL for a long time. He was here. Yeah, we, I, we I talk about that. Yep. Uh, yeah, Bublé grew up in British Columbia, which is right next to Vancouver, Burnaby, British Columbia. Mm. Uh, just like any other kid who grew up in, in Canada, he's always had a uh, strong passion for hockey. And he fell in love with the Canucks. And actually playing for the Canucks was a, a dream of his. So you did better than Bublé. There you go. Uh, you played of. for the Canucks. I got hit by some pucks in the morning skate. Oh, right. <laughs> count it. Yeah. Count it. <laughs> I got to fly to Montreal with the team. Now, hey, count it. All right, let's do crap on celebrities. The Rizzuto Show. Crap on celebrities. All right, time to find out what's going on in the world of music and entertainment with your crap on celebrities. Crap on celebrities brought to you by Bright House Plumbing. Call the best. Flush the rest. Brighthouseco.com. 636-600-0188. At last night's Golden Globes, uh, Eddie Murphy received the uh, Cecil B. DeMille Award. Which Cecil. Oh, sorry, Cecil, uh, which is basically a lifetime achievement thing. And he created the night's biggest viral moment during his acceptance speech. Check this out. Okay, so what is this? Who's this? Uh, this is Eddie Murphy. I don't have that. Oh, come on. No, no. Oh, yes. No. All right, well, we'll just move on. There's so much stuff going with this uh, Golden Globes. It was also a good night for everything, everywhere, all at once. This movie I've been telling you guys about for months. I saw it. Oh, you did? I told you I saw it. It's, da it's data from Goonies. Yeah, so uh, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Ki Hu Kwan uh, won Best Supporting Actor, and in a very emotional speech, he thanked Steven Spielberg for giving him his first job. You may know him uh, as the boy in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Uh, he had a, a great emotional speech. Is that not in there either? Nothing that you put in. Oh, either. come on, man. This Short round. 
Yeah, so you, you may know him as Data from the Goonies, and get this. Uh, he used his Goonies co-star, Jeff Cohen. You guys know who Jeff Cohen is in the, in the Goonies. Chunk. That is Chunk. Chunk negotiated his contract for everything, everywhere, all at once. The producer told him that he never expected to have, quote, talked to have to talk to Chunk and Data for his movie. Chunk, uh, or Jeff Cohen, as his, you know, everyone else knows him, he's a lawyer. So that's what, uh, that's who uh, uh, Huey Kwan had uh, do his, his contract for him, which is pretty, pretty yeah, spectacular. he's a big, famous entertainment lawyer. Uh, his co-star Michelle Yeoh won her first Golden Globe for Best Actress in a Musical or Comedy, and the producers made the mistake of starting off, uh, or starting the uh, playoff music to make her, uh, to, you know, to, to get her off the stage. And she screamed at the uh, at the band, saying, "Shut up, please! I can beat you up, okay?" And that's serious. But it wasn't the band; it's actually a pre-recorded thing that they tried to play her off with. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge won Best Supporting Actress in a Limited Series for uh, The White Lotus. Haven't seen it. I see all the promos. I saw two episodes of it. It was good. I, it was something we just never got into. I saw the first season. Really liked it. Um, that feeling was not shared amongst the household, and the season two has not been watched. What, what's since. that about? I thought it was like a, it's like they're at a hotel. It's like a retreat. Yeah, it, it's a basically imagine like a kind of an island retreat with a bunch of misfits, and, like a resort. Yeah, like, and oh, like okay. just heavy drug usage and weird. So cool is just being a goofball, crazy lady. Okay, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so it's like a yeah, it's like an all inclusive, mm-hmm. right? All inclusive yeah. resort. It's saying. a whole bunch of people with their own problems that show up and just devolves from there. Back to the Eddie Murphy thing just for a second. Uh, he, he did a speech and he said, like, the three things that I would uh, give as far as advice to young people. And the third one was, and keep Will Smith's wife's name out. <laughs> and he did the full thing. And it was, uh, I had a censored version of it there. Uh, speaking of censored version, the Jennifer Coolidge uh, speech, she was her hilarious self. And that's uh, a clip we can't play because she cursed in that <laughs> as well. Uh, as you know, the Globes are one of the award shows where celebrities get their drink on. And it seemed like presenter Regina Hall uh, definitely uh, partook. She called herself Brad Pitt's wife and then laughed about Kevin Costner not being able to be there to accept his award. Kevin Costner was not, not there because of all that flooding, flooding yeah. and, and stuff that's going on. Uh, when the White Lotus won Best Miniseries or TV Movie, Mike White fully admitted that he was indeed hammered. Uh, I have the full list up on the blog. You can see it. Uh, it's just too much to go go through. Uh, getting home proves an especially bizarre and danger-filled journey for a paranoid man with mommy issues. You got to check out this this uh, this trailer that we put up on the blog, played by Joaquin Phoenix in the first trailer for Bo is Afraid. It dropped yesterday. The synopsis says this is quote a paranoid man embarks on an epic odyssey to get home to his mother in a bold and ingenious depraved ingeniously depraved new film from writer directy Ari Aster. Uh, the teaser is pretty wild. This is the guy that made and the studio that made Midsummer. Yeah, yeah, I saw the trailer for it. It's, it's pretty uh, a interesting looking. A twenty three or whatever. It is. Yeah, is that what it is? A twenty three. A24, I believe, is the studio. Um, Joaquin Phoenix, Nathan Lane, Amy Ryan, Parker Posey, Richard Kind are all in it, and it almost gives you like a Midsummer meets the Joker meets her. Did you ever see her with Joaquin Phoenix? That's the one where he falls in love with the digital assistant. Right? Yeah, his his like approach is, is kind of like that. It looks super artsy, super clever, and very frightening. Uh, it comes out April 21st. Check out the trailer uh, on the blog. Uh, you might remember back in 2019, Arnold Schwarzenegger said that O.J. Simpson was originally cast as the lead in The Terminator. Do you remember this? This rumor? Well, the rumor was that the studio wanted O.J. Simpson because he was a huge star then. Yeah, he said, quote, somehow director James Cameron felt that he, was, Cameron. He, that he was not as believable for a killing machine, so then they hired me. That's really what happened. That was Arnold's quote. 
That's, uh, a, that's a funny thing to say because we all, we all know what might have happened. Mm. Yeah. So on a recent episode of, of an HBO Max show, James actually shot down Arlen's claim. He said this, quote, Very early on, a highly placed person at one of the two studios that funded the Terminator had a brilliant idea and called me up and said, Are you sitting down? I said, <laughs> Well, no, I'm not. And he said, Are you sitting? O.J. Simpson for the Terminator. And I said, I actually think that's a bad idea. It didn't go anywhere. And it's probably a good thing. Now, essentially, that, in my opinion, kind of reinforces what Arnold said. So it was an idea. Yeah, it was an that idea. OJ was thrown, it wasn't in, a serious thrown idea. in the mix. And James Cameron said, absolutely not. It wasn't a serious, like, hey, OJ's doing the movie. But at least it's confirmed that somebody in somebody the mix said, yeah, they fl- hey. They floated this? this idea. Yeah, this is wild. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Renner, uh, a little update, is making major strides following that frightening New Year's, uh, New Year's Day snowplow accident on his property in Reno. Quote, we are very thrilled with the process. His, uh, the actor's sister said uh, in, the, in the new issue of, uh, uh, of some magazine, if anyone knows Jeremy, he is a fighter and doesn't mess around. He is crushing all the progress goals. We couldn't feel more positive about the road. Is uh, crushing the right word? That is use about probably his not the right progress goals. Irony. Probably not. Oh, my goodness. Brutal, man. Uh, that all, uh, remember, he posted his first update to fans uh, on, on G- uh, January 3rd, posting that hospital bed selfie to Instagram and saying, thank you for all the kind words. He's too messed up to type, but he sends love to all, so it looks like good news. He's on the mend. Mike, are you uh, an Avengers, you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe fan? Not at all. I you apologize. Know, got... I'm bringing nothing to the show no, no, when no. it comes to this. No, no, because, you know, you have two daughters. Yeah. They're just now starting to get into it. We just recently went down the rabbit hole getting Disney Plus, so they're beginning to have access to all these types of movies. So, so I have a 13 year old son, and he is, I mean, all neck deep in in it, right? About. Did he tell you about the latest trailer? For what? For Ant Man and and Wasp Quantum Mania. Have you seen this? I'll hear all about it today. The trailer looks spectacular. Marvel Studios dropped the second major trailer for the 2020, or uh, during that uh, college football championship game. Uh, Quantum Mania's new trailer reintroduces Paul Rudd, Scott Lang, Evangeline Lilly's, Hope Van Dyne, all, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer. They're all back. Uh, And uh, they're accidentally sucked into the quantum realm that Janet first escaped in the second Ant-Man film. The sci-fi adventure opens in theaters February 17th. Jonathan Majors is back as Kang the Conqueror, and he's the one that's really making all the waves in this trailer and in all the news. Kang Uh, the Conqueror, uh, who was... He was introduced in the first season of Loki on Disney+. Plus. Now, this guy is awesome. Jonathan Majors. Uh, I know he's catching a lot of... uh, of uh, energy right now, and they're saying that this is the year for for Jonathan Majors. I saw. I just tried to watch that movie. It's on Netflix. Uh, the harder they fall. It's like a uh, like a western with Jonathan Majors. I don't know. Mm, it misses the mark. It, it, it's like it's it's all these ideas. It's kind of like this Tarantino kind of film, but you can tell like that guy is a badass. He's awesome. If you want to watch a, watch a, wife, um, a movie with your wife, that new Glass Onion movie. Yeah. It's, it's on fun. Netflix. It's a fun one. That's a good watch. I remember the last time we watched a movie. We've, we're watching Wednesday now. Oh, that's good, man. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. Yeah, I wasn't a big... I didn't really have a... I don't know. I didn't see the Adams Family movies as a kid, but yeah. I'm really into this show. It's awesome. Yeah, it's good. I love the dark humor. My dad, my daughter loves it. Now, we have a uh, an alert here that anytime Judge Judy makes news or says anything, mm. uh, we, we have to pay attention because somebody here has a crush on that yeah. gal. Uh, Judge Me. Judy called Prince Harry selfish and spoiled for writing bombshell claims against his royal family in the new memoir, Spare. We've been talking about this a lot. It just broke records. It was like the most high-selling non-fiction book of the century. Who knows? It's something huge. But she ain't happy. 
She said, I will tell you that if I would be furious and I would think that that child or that grandchild was a selfish, spoiled, ungrateful one, the Judge Judy Starr said. Uh, Judy Scheinlin, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Scheinlin, brutally honest uh, response came after she was asked how she would feel if her own family member had done this. And she said, that's what I would feel. I would be really hurt. I think anybody, anybody with a brain would see that it's disingenuous. It's biting the hand that fed you. It's unseemly. Well, if Judge Judy says that, then that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. That's the way it is. Is. Uh, Kendrick, That's the final judgment. Kendrick Lamar, Foo Fighters, Odessa are set to headline this year's Bonnaroo Music and Arts Festival. Paramore, Lil Nas X, My Morning Jacket, Cheryl Crow, Corn, Baby Keem, Three Six Mafia, and Paris Jackson, uh, along with a hundred other acts, will also perform at the four-day event. That's June 15th through the 18th in Manchester, Tennessee. Now on the other side, Bad Bunny. Frank Ocean, Black Pink are headlining this year's Coachella Valley Music and Arts Festival. The uh, the global acts will perform across the two weekends, April 14th through 16th and April 21st through 23rd at the Empire Polo Club in Indio, California. Others set to hit the stage include Cal- uh, Calvin Harris, Gorillaz, Bjork, and a ton more. This Anybody? Not, I, have, I have no desire to go to that. None. No, I was looking at that Sonic Temple Festival. Did you see that? Mm. Sonic, that's in Columbus, Ohio. Tool. Avenged Sevenfold, Queens of the Stone Age, Kiss with Rob Zombie, Foo Fighters, and Deftones. Damn. Road trip. Let's go. I'm that all in on show. that. That's cl- yeah, that's close. May 25th to 28th. Yeah. Uh, you guys see Megan? Anybody see Megan? Anybody interested in Megan? This is the thriller movie I that's am breaking all the records. Well, if uh, well, first of all, is it a killer doll movie or a killer robot movie? Doll or movie? Uh, and I mean robot. I don't know. I... I... It's like a Chucky thing, right? Like, like Small Wonder? Remember that show? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Loved that show. Well, there's a list that they're throwing here. We'll throw it up on the blog. It says, if you like Megan, or if you loved Megan, there's 13 other movies that you may like. They're either robot or doll-type movies. Can you name oh, dude, any? Short Circuit. Come on. Uh, Short Circuit. Yeah, but that's not like a movies. horror film. Uh, well, Child's Play. Uh, child's depends play. on how you look at it. Now, they say Child's Play, uh, that makes it a few times. The, the, the Child's Play franchise comes in at number six, 88 to 2017, uh, because the Child's Play remake in 2019 featuring Mark Hamill uh, apparently was pretty good. That that made the list at number 13. Yeah. You the, guys are forgetting one. Uh, there's a whole franchise from yeah. 2014 to 2019 that's uh, uh, a hit. Uh, Annabelle. Even Anna. more. Annabelle. Oh, that's Annabelle. what it was. Number 11. Uh, here's one uh, from 2016 called The Boy. I don't, no, know that. I don't know that one. Demonic Toys, 1992. Dolly Dearest, 1991. Batteries not included with Jessica Tandy. That's a great one, but it's not and on Hugh here. Cronin. Uh, let's see, number five, uh, number six, the Puppet Master franchise, 1989 to, to present. Uh, number five, Dolls. Anybody I seen that? that one. 1987. Number four, Deadly Friend, 1986. I don't know that one. Chopping Mall. <laughs> That's number three. Number two is Magic. It's Anthony Hopkins uh, as a ventriloquist. No, they say, they say absolutely terrifying 1978. And then the first one they say is from 1945. It's an anthology film with a segment where a ventriloquist dummy goes rogue. It's called Dead of Night. So if you like Megan, then these are movies for you. <clears throat> Those are the movies you should get into. Uh, last but not least, let's get into this list that Loudwire put together. They say these are the 30 best grunge albums of all time. Okay, so let's, I'll just say, I do Ranked. like I do like Loudwire. Uh they way, do some really good stuff. Way less. So if it was a Rolling Stone list, I'd go, ugh. Mm-hmm. I think for the most part, they hit all the big ones here. I'm curious to see if, if you guys feel like they for, left something out. For me, I'm going to start with Mike McKenna. Mm-hmm. Mike McKenna, for you personally, your number one 
And l- let me say this. I really give them credit here for not making the number one where you would think it would be the number one. Oh. There's an obvious number one. That's why. Okay, if you're going to say never mind. That's what I mean. It's a, that's, that's not for me. And that's not that my favorite any longer. It hasn't stood the test of time. We're not asking about your favorites. We're asking about the best grunge album. Well, it's subjective. So I'm going to give you my, and Mike will give his yep. favorite grunge record, and Scott will give his, and hopefully we've hit up on number one. Mm-hmm. Siamese Dream, Smashing Pumpkins. Front to back, that album just gives me chills still to this day. Uh, that's not I'm, I'm, that's, that's not on the list. What? It's not on the list. What? I'm, Whoa. You know what? Because I'm not I'm not 100% sure everyone would consider it grunge. Really? Alternatively, of course, but grunge, I don't I don't know about that, man. Uh, Scott, I mean, favorite grunge record? Um, my favorite one is Frog Stomp from Silverchair. Frog Stomp, not on the list. Okay. Okay. This is the greatest grunge record. This is every friggin' song on this record is grunge personified. Alice in Chains Dirt. That is the number one grunge record. Nope. Alice in Chains Dirt is number one. Is number Sorry, one? I had to pull a Jeff there. From 1992, yeah. Alice in Chains Dirt is a. That is grunge personified. I think Alice in Chains to me has really stood the test of time better than some of those. Like, the Nirvana hasn't as much to me. The old Soundgarden albums. You take like I'm gonna say uh, Bad Motor Finger. Bad Motor Finger number seven, 1991. Yep, super unknown. Yeah, super right unknown. Number four, 1994. Yeah. In utero, uh, in utero, number six, Nirvana, 1993. So they'll say either. Copper. Yeah, I'm not sure. No, that one's amazing. Well, that I mean, incredible. I'm Pearl sure Jam Ten's gonna be on the list. I'm gonna say for sure. Pearl Jam Ten or, or Nevermind will be two or three. Pearl Jam Ten number three, 1991. Yeah. Nevermind was number two. Um, uh, versus versus number five. You guys have crushed one through five now. That was 1993. Okay. Uh, you actually have one through seven done. Now it, go back. You've already mentioned this one for number eight. Alice in Chains. Alice in Chains facelift. Facelift from where's, 90. Where's Jar of Flies on that mix? Jar of Flies oh, yeah. is. I don't know if they'll consider that. that not was on the list. An EP. That was an EP. I love that song. I stay away. Still oh, yeah. one of my favorites. Uh, the uh, video for that with the with the baby. The really Alice in Chains. Alice in Chains record from 95 it comes That's in at number 22. Yeah. That's the one with the three-legged dog on it the was, cover. It was yellow or purple. The you, cassette tape. You no. Know, you just said a word. That is a clue for number 10. Cassette. Oh, uh, Stone Temple Pilots. Stone Temple purple Pilots, record. purple. For Core is number would 10. have to be up there, too. Core is number 27. I preferred Core uh, to, I, as far as grunge, I think it's actually a better grunge record than, than Purple, but I Man, guess Purple had more radio out, success. They got so much crap for sounding like Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? I didn't oh, know. yeah, that was a big... See, I didn't listen to any of that crap uh, as far as, like, the news that or the, was all, the reviews. I just listened to MTV, what I liked. It was, yeah. But it was good. Okay, number nine. This is one that it's a, 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 a super group, a, you know, a combo. Oh, so it's not. So Temple uh, of the Dog? Uh, Temple of the Dog. Okay. 1990. Screaming Trees. On there. Screaming Trees. Uh, no. I don't Red see Hot it. Chili Peppers? The, they wouldn't have. No. I don't think they're in that list. I mean, would Candlebox be in that? Candlebox Ooh, is a great call. guess, and it's wrong. <laughs> I thought they were a way, way underappreciated band. You put on. You can hear that song kicking, leave me far behind. Like, behind. Dude, it's, so number 11 is another chance. Nirvana record. It's Bleach, 1989. Okay. Okay. Uh, number 12 is... Do uh, they have any of the unplugs on there? No. Okay. Uh, so number number 12 is... Uh, Phytology. 
Nope. Number 12 is is led by a gal. Hole. 1994. Hole living through, or live through this. Live through this. Uh, Number 13 is Mother Love Bones, Apple. Oh, okay. That's from 1990. Uh, Number 14 is Mud Honey, Super Fuzz, Big Muff, plus early singles, 1990. Uh, Uh, Melvin's on there. Oh, I'm sorry. They Did you say to. Screaming Trees? Yeah. yeah. That was Sweet Oblivion? F- that was number 15, Sweet Oblivion. Uh, number 16 is L7. Oh, yeah. Bricks What's are that? heavy. Bricks are heavy. Number 17 is the Melvins. L7 was Pretend We're Dead, their big song. Hmm. 17 is the Melvins, Houdini. Uh, 18 is Mad Season, Melvins? Above. I think uh, Mad Season, actually, we, we do on Way Back Way Back. Uh, Mad Season is Lane Staley. That was his singer. Yeah, I mean, these are all kind of incestuous, right? Like Chris there, Cornell is in some lo- of these. There's a Lane lot Staley. of crossover. A lot of crossover. Number 19 is Soundgarden, Louder Than Love. Number 20 is Vitalogy. You mentioned them before, uh, or that record before. Number 21 is Tad. I don't know this. Tad is a Seattle group. Uh, Nirvana would consider them uh, influences. Okay, that makes sense. 1991, Eight Way Santa. Uh, number 22 is Alice in Chains, Alice in Chains. I mentioned that before. Number 23 is Mud Honey again with another record. Number 24 is uh, Green River. I don't know this. That is Stone Gossard's band. I don't know. Okay, that's from What about the Meat Puppets? Are they on here? Meat Puppets, not on here. Uh, President's United States of America? Nah, see, that's alternative. I don't see that. Yeah, it doesn't fit in it. 26 is a band called Truly. I don't know them either. I don't know them. Uh, Number 28 is Skin Yard. I don't know them either. Three's old. What a name. Yeah. Skin Yard from 1998. Their, their, uh, their record is called Hollowed Ground. Number 29 is Gun Truck or Grun Truck. I don't know that either. Hey. 1992's Push from Gruntruck. And number 30 is Babes in Toyland, 1992's Fontanelle. Thought that was a thought that was a cool list. We'll put the whole thing up on the uh, the blog uh, along with the 2023 Golden Globe. Yeah, Green River was Mark Arm from Mud Honey. It was Jeff Ament from Pearl Jam and Stone Gossard. Which one was the Green River? The Green River, yeah. Who is this Gruntruck band? G R U N T R U C K. Run truck. Uh, All this list did was basically compile the Nirvana, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, and Pearl Jam albums, and then mix in all the other bands that were side pieces. Yeah, it's another Seattle band. Vocalist Ben McMillan and drummer Norman Scott, both previously from uh, Skin Yard. <laughs> okay, so they have I never even heard of them. They have two. These these guys have we've never heard of them. They have two records in Loudwire's top thirty grunge huh. records. Maybe it's something we should listen to. Maybe so. So Smashing Pumpkins isn't on this list for you. They don't make the they grunge title. They must consider them alternative. Personally, which, I, I wouldn't say grunge. And that's where I think that Siamese Dream and Gish could fall into grunge. Gish, for I me, think, could. You know, and I, they, they transitioned out of it by Melancholy, but I really think that that, was, that would fit that role. He's also the producer, uh, what's his face, for... Um, Butch Vig? Butch yeah. Vig. I mean... And Garbage. Drummer. Garbage. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wisconsin's own. And the sound, like, the sounds that he was, Corgan was doing on guitar was ripped... I mean, half the bands at that time ripped it all off. Dude, his guitar tone was so unique to me. Yeah. It sounded like back then. Still is, man. Like, we, we modeled a lot of the Greek fire sound. Oh, after, after God, that. I loved it. That like that Siamese, Siamese Dream, Dream still sounds fresh to me. Melancholy, same way. All right, celebrities celebrating a birthday today. Not many. Uh, singer Cody Simpson is 26. Dancing with the Stars pro dancer Lindsay Arnold, 29. Rapper Lil Twist, which is Scott's favorite rapper, is yeah. 30. <laughs> Actress Amanda Peet is 51. Singer Mary J. Blige is 52. Tom Rollins, one of the Chemical Brothers, is. Remember them? 52. Uh, Tom Dumont, who is no doubt's guitarist, is 55. And Sean Connery's son, Jason Connery, is 60. Basically, his claim to fame is he was, ma- he was married to Mia Sarah, who is Sloan from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That's, oh. bad. That's about it. Congrats. But they divorced in 2002. <laughs> <laughs> That's more than enough, I think, to be included in this list. Yeah, yeah. 
I can't hear Sean Connery without thinking about the old Saturday Night Live skits. Yeah. Your, oh, yeah. Jeopardies. Your mother's a whore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, today's porno <laughs> birthday, which is being brought to you by Patricia's, where fun and fan is meet, is Kim Chambers. This is a very famous one. I think she's in the AVN Hall of Fame. Today's birthday girl has been in 267 fine films, including The Anal Diary of Misty Rain. She was in Ass Crunchers 4, Beaver and Butt Cheeks, The Boob Cage 4. She was in Butts of Steel, The California Sex Patrol. She was in a movie called Count Racula. <laughs> in a movie called Inseminator 2, Domination Day. Oh, man. Intercourse with a Vampire 1 and 2 in a movie called Whoop, There She Is. And who could forget her role in 1994's Tommy Knockers? Kim Chambers is 48 years old. That's your porno birthday. Those were your crappy birthdays, and that was your crap on celebrities. All right, up after the break, let's play a little game. Give away some tickets. After the break, we're going to play Porn Star or Weatherman. You know, I'm gonna, do you mind if Mike reads the names? Let's do it. <laughs> That'll be great. I'm, I'm ready for that. All right, so in your packet, there'll be a little page called Porn Star Weatherman. Nice. So professional goalie Mike McKenna will read you somebody's name. Is that person a porn star or are they a weatherman? Simple as that. Two out of three right, you win your choice of tickets. Porn star or weatherman is next. <laughs> Dave Coulier here from Fuller House. That's right, it's me. And you're listening to The Rizzuto Show. Hey. Happy birthday, Riz. All right, Mike McKenna's here. Uh, we did get some bad news. Uh, Chris Kerber cannot be on the phone with us today to talk blues hockey, but uh, we'll talk to him tomorrow. But listen, we got Mike here. He's a hockey guy. Yeah, we got a hockey. We have a hockey guy right here. We have a hockey guy right it's here. Just worked out. He's in the it? studio. Yeah. Well, that's my day job. Uh, there is some good news uh, regarding... Flights? Flights being grounded across the U.S. Okay. Uh, the FAA says in a tweet, normal air traffic operations are resuming gradually across the U.S. Oh, following an overnight outage to the notice to air mission system that provides safety info to flight crews. The ground stop has been lifted. We continue to look into the cause of the initial problem. That's good news. Mm. That's great news. When we got on the air, everything had been grounded. A lot of relieved people on their way to the airport. Right now. Yeah, I forgot my mother is, is flying out today. She's going to Myrtle Beach. My mother. My dear mother. Yeah. She's been looking forward to the trip. You're flying out tomorrow. Yeah, hopefully. Everything, everything's all right. Everything's going to be okay, guys. Uh, let's give away some stuff. The Rizzuto Show. Here, have some free sh- all right, and today's contest is sponsored by... T.R. Hughes. Want $25,000 off a move-in ready home? Visit trhughes.com. All right, so we are playing Porn Star or Weatherman. <laughs> this is a simple game. So Mike is going to read you a list of showbiz personalities. And you're going to tell us if that person is a porn star or is that person a weatherman. Currently. Currently. Because, you know, they could have gone, uh, like gone the other direction. Yeah, sure. I mean. There has to be somebody out there in a past life 
that used to be a porn star is now doing As now weather. Well, I was thinking the other direction, you know. You get sick weatherman of now. Well, think, of the, think of the pay. You know. <laughs> All right, two out of three, right? You win. 398-3833. If you want to play, let's go to the phones. And Andrew in Wentzville. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, guys. Happy birthday, Riz. Thanks, buddy. Let's play porn star or weatherman. All right, we ready to go here? Yep. Okay, first one up here. We got Brandon Wild. Interesting spelling, though. W-I-L-D-E. Yes. That's that right. makes a it's difference. It's got an E. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, porn star. Show me porn star. Yep. You are <laughs> so yes. All right, second on one on that. the list here. Let's go. Andrew Humphrey. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to go with. Porn star again. Shelby porn star. No. Mm. Weatherman out of Fox 13 in Memphis, Tennessee. Andrew Humphrey. All right, your final one, Andrew. All right, you're one and one. Here it is. Breck Bolton. Breck spelled B-R-E-K. Breck. Uh, let's go porn star again. No. <laughs> Weatherman, oh. pretty consistent answers. Weatherman out of uh, Fox 13 in Salt Lake City, Utah. Not everybody's a porn star. All right, let's go to Kevin. Hello, Kevin. Hey, good morning. Great show, guys. Three out of five stars today. Oh, awesome. Thank hey, you. we'll take that. Three out of five. Yeah, baby. <laughs> That's better than two. You left me up, Kevin. All right, let's play Weatherman or porn star. All right, here you go. Grant Chungo. Grant Chungo. Ooh. I'll go uh, porn star. Weatherman <laughs> out of CBS 19 in Charlottesville, Virginia. <laughs> Love Charlottesville. My cousins Next. are from Charlottesville. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. Awesome. University of Virginia's out there. Beautiful place. All right. Here we go. Next one up. We got Bruno Knight. Bruno Knight. Knight, Knight with a K. I'll go porn star. Yes. <laughs> All right, Kevin. Oh, you will. Final one. I will. I'll go with him. Five porn five. star. Or Weatherman. <laughs> Here's the final one. Tom Byron. B-Y-R-O-N. Tom Byron. Oh, that's a porn star. Yeah, that's a famous ah, one. I think he, he must be a fan. That's a, that's a winner there, Kevin. I've seen him. Hang on one second. I've seen him. <laughs> I've seen him. <laughs> I've seen him. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, let's go to Brandon in Kirkwood. Brandon, good morning. Hey, happy birthday, Riz. Thanks, buddy. All right, here we go. Kirkwood's on Mike McKenna. All right, pioneer friend. Here we go. Wes Campbell. Weatherman. Porn star. Next. Dylan James. D Y L A N. Dylan James. He Dylan James, porn, you said porn, porn star. star yeah. Yes. Porn star. Right, it comes out of this third one once again, Brandon. Here we go. Whole bowl of broccoli on the line here. Buddy Davis. Weatherman. Oh, it's a porn star. That's tough. Uh, yeah, he got three tough ones. Oh I mean, man, <laughs> there's like there's not many clues. No, in those three. All right, Kylie. Morning, happy birthday, Riz. Let's play. All right, Stone Schaefer. Porn star. Weatherman. Good day, Dakota in North Dakota. Good day, Dakota. <laughs> Let's go to Stone Schaefer in the weather room. It's cold hey, and Stone. snowy, like every day. <laughs> All right, second up here, A.J. Colby. A.J. Colby. Weatherman. Yes, Cleveland, Ohio's mm -hmm. A.J. Colby. Comes down to this final one. Here we go, Kylie. 
Logan McCree. M-C-C-R-E-E. Logan McCree. Porn star. Yes! Wow. Are you familiar with Logan's works? No. All right, hang on. <laughs> Hint of embarrassment. She's lying. <laughs> Chad, Lake St. Louis. Good morning, Chad. Hey, good morning. Happy birthday. Thanks, buddy. Here we go. All right, Chad, here you go. Steve Sipple. Right. Steve? Steve Sipple. Steve Sipple. S-I-P-P-L-E. Uh, let's go with Weatherman. Yes. Weatherman, Phoenix, Arizona. I think we've talked about Steve Sipple before. Yeah. Steve Sipple? He's, that sounds like yeah, a familiar name. He's, he's big in Weatherman circles. Him <laughs> and Jim yeah. Cantori, they deploy them. It's Cantori and Sipple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. Colton Ford. Colton Ford. Um, still a porn star. Yeah, we got a winner. Yeah. either way for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Colton Ford does sound like a weather guy. Or a guy who really good with cars. That's or a guy that's in pornography. Yeah. A lot of crossover here. Uh-huh. <laughs> Colton Ford, he could do anything. Uh, Casey, good morning. Morning, fellas. All right, Casey, here we go. All right, first one up. Johnny Hazard. Uh, porn star. Yep. Confident <laughs> answer. <laughs> <laughs> Next. That was immediate. Although that's a great weather name, too. Johnny yeah, I'm Hazard. Johnny Hazard. Hazard. Here's your Hazard report. Yeah. Gold you know front I mean? moving through. Expected <laughs> at 3 p.m. Dew point dropping. All right. Next up here, Chad Alva. Chad Alva. Mm, let's do a porn star. Chad Alva is a porn star. Yes. Dang. And one second. All right. One final contestant. Let's go to... Jake in St. Peter's. Good morning, Jake. Hey, good morning. Happy birthday, Riz. Thanks, buddy. Here we go. Reynolds Wolf. Reynolds Wolf? Yep. Uh, it's a porn star. Uh, I believe uh, he was in St. Louis for a little while, Reynolds Wolf. Reynolds Wolf? Really? Yeah. He's national. Yeah, now he's on the Weather Channel. I believe he was in St. Louis for a little while. I feel like we're talking about like a famous animal. Like, oh, that's Ren uh, Reynolds Wolf. Like Reynolds, apostrophe yeah, like yeah. S. Yeah, that's like a wild wolf running Reynolds. around. Oh, that's not Possessive. wild. That's Reynolds. Mm. All right, oh for one. Next, Johnny Mountain. That's a porn star. Uh, uh, man, it should be <laughs> Johnny Mountain. <laughs> that would work really. <laughs> oh man, this well, guy's a mountain. That might be the, the mountain cool, man. That might be the coolest name I've heard. Johnny Mountain in months. Johnny Mountain. Oh man, if he didn't work in Denver. Oh man, Johnny Mountain don't work in Denver. He no. works in Los Angeles. LA. Yuck. At John Denver's. <laughs> All right, well, hey, we got some winners. Way to go, Mike. Great to. Yeah, great job hosting. Thank you. I appreciate that. Right, let's take a break. Rizzuto Show. Traffic and weather. All right, quick break. We'll come back with some news. Stuff you need to know. Including a, a local story here. Remember, uh, we used to have all those uh, electric scooters going on downtown. Remember? Yeah. Lime scooters. Yeah, remember, we weren't, and then we weren't mature enough to, to have them anymore. Well, remember, we, we had the bikes, away. too, and I think that lasted a couple weeks. Bikes all bikes. up in the river to pair. <laughs> bikes, yep. scooters. Well, I'll give you an update. Uh, are they coming back or not? Hi, this is Brian Chen, and you're listening to The Rizzuto Show on 105.7 The Point. Happy birthday, Riz. We didn't edit that. 
Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Riz. Edit. Riz. <laughs> <laughs> now, Brayden Shen's a nice guy. Boy, before we get to news, you know, yesterday we talked about uh, the bagel factory closing down. Yep, right here on Olive. Yeah. Best bagels. Yeah. Best bagels in the area. I know you're bummed by it. That's an East Coast thing, man. You have to have them. You know, you lived on the East Coast. I did. Yeah. I've been there. I mean, Montreal bagels, famous Montreal, City. famous for bagels, too. It's yeah. all up and down the East Coast, man. Yeah. Ah, is it le bagel? Le bagel. There is a certain Montreal-style bagel. It's a little flatter uh, than your New York style. A little sassier? Mm. It's uh, funny how much Montreal and New York are like, like that. Bagels, smoked meats. Smoked meat, same uh, way. Akin to pastrami. Yeah. Very Montreal, similar Montreal stuff. is an incredible place yep. when it's above zero. It's a great city, man. And there's much Montreal. more English than people spoken there and people realize it's almost half and half. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, thought, only, the only real French you need to know is like a couple street signs just to make sure you're not going on stop and stop. Well, St. Catherine Street. Last time we were in Montreal, uh, we got into a Le Cab and uh, Le Driver took advantage of our uh, our Americanness and dro- kept driving us around racking up the uh, the fare. Well, it's not his fault you're stupid. Well, it was I was it was me, my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, my wife, and uh, we're like, man, we have we. I've looks seen the le, same. I've seen yeah. Lay Building well, four they times. Have a ton of Tim Hortons. Look at this. Well, and my brother-in-law <laughs> threatened to kick his la ass, and then he let us out of the cab, and it was it was negative fifty out. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we were there. It was uh, New Year's. We were there on that Lincoln Park tour, which was beautiful down, you know, south and everything. And then we got up there. It was negative 17. Your nose was freezing. Oh, dude. Your, your boogers. I mean, everything just like instant, yeah. instant chill. And the one thing about Montreal that's interesting is the ladies up there kiss funny. <laughs> French-Canadian kiss? Yeah. It's different. <laughs> King Scott's got a lot of experience uh, with that up there in Quebec. Up to here. That's our Scott. Ladies and gentlemen, we apologize for the rain delay. <laughs> Uh, so Bagel Factory, so that place closed, which is a bummer. And I was at this place once, Kimmel's. I've heard, uh, I've heard you say the name. Chop House. Yeah, permanently closed after 95 years. 95 years, it was uh, on North Grand, then it went to Mo- uh, one Metropolitan Square, and then they moved it to Westport, and now it's permanently closed. That place was an institution. I went to it when it was down on uh, one Metropolitan, but... Uh, yeah, they announced their closing yesterday on their website. Uh, thank you for a wonderful 95 years. That's what the website now reads. A voicemail recording on their phone number also announces the closure. It opened in 1927. 1927. Dang. So another mm-hmm. institution closed. The last time I was there, I mean, that was your old school steakhouse. There's, we still have a few, right? Uh, is uh, what's what's another steakhouse? What's that one down? Um, is it on Gravoy? Maybe. No, I'm thinking of Sam's. Maybe Sam's Steakhouse. Is that an that old, legendary, like place an old school? In, yeah, the yeah. big old wood building. Just that's the one at Kirkwood. Awesome. What's the one at Kirkwood? Citizen Canes. Citizen Canes. Is I still think house? it's the best. I think it's still the best steak. In is town. that the one yeah. that's in the house? It is. Yeah, they haven't changed their menu for 35 years. Citizen if you go there, Canes, there's, a, there's I was there once. Yeah, there's a secret menu that they tell you about. It's it's the same special every day. Creole shrimp. Appetizer. Oh, place is so good. Yeah, man. that's as old school as it gets. It what's, is. What's yeah. this called? Citizen, Citizen Canes. Oh, yeah. that's easy. But you know what, man? Like, we're just, you think about legacy restaurants, 95 years. Yeah, yeah, it's man. unbelievable to think about that. And that's, Sam, Sam Steakhouse is a, for South County Boys, was the place like someday I'm going to see the inside of that place. I still have yet to see it, but I've heard great things. Mm-hmm. But it what was place? like Sam, Sam Steakhouse. It's, 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 across from, been there. it's across from the big old Catholic school that's next to the Afton Athletic yeah. Fields. 
It's just up the hill. You know, you, you go down oh, right by Grant's Farm. Going down yeah. towards Grant's Farm yeah. instead of turning the left yeah. on the little road. Is that right visits there. down there, the girls' school? Is it visitation? I, don't I thought know. it was. I don't know, but when you see the place, or maybe that's or something? It, yeah. it is super old school St. Louis. Hoity toity, though? Like, no, I see. Uh, I don't know. South Probably. County. South County hoity toity. Okay, so that, yeah. but that's. Yeah. But that's you can change your oil in the parking lot and get a steak inside. But that's the kind of place you will find the waiter who's been there for 40 years. Right. Lifers. Lifers. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the best waiters. Steve, the waiter that's been there. Since '74. Yeah, we had a friend. The waiters that, who still wear aprons. Mm. Yeah, I got. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I got. I got a buddy who who started there as a young man and, and was like there for years and trained there and then went to like real high end places mm-hmm. because of his experience at Sam's. Is that the type of place that would do like table side service for the sides and things? Oh, they'll make you Caesar salad like a, like table side Caesar salad oh, and see? and do a martini for you right there. Yeah, that's what I want. Again, someday I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to well, go there. Well, Kimmel's. So they moved from downtown back in 2018 up to Westport, and the old Deardorff and Hearts, they put, they oh, put right, there. Oh, right, right, That's it. Man. That's it. That's a shame. It's an institution closed. It's a real bummer. When did that Westport move happen? Because 2018. Westport... Oh, okay. Well, that's, I mean... The locally owned ones may have been pushed out a lot, or maybe not pushed out, but we just lost. I mean, Deardorff and Hearts used to be one. You had Kemal's. That's tough business, man. Especially when you look at the big dogs that come in. You know, I Clayton. went to the I went to the Roos Chris's, uh, the new one over in Chesterfield. That's nice. That's nice. You know, it's really good That's for place. steaks. Cinder House downtown. Oh yeah, uh, that's really top, top good of the steaks. Map. Yep, one of Gerard Craft's places. No, no, top of the Four Seasons, right? Four Seasons, four seasons. correct. Yep. Yeah, we were there. Good drinks there. Big time. Great view. Yep. But I hate to see these old school places closed down, especially the family. That's the. Cusamano family. It's a super tough business. It really is. You, you're, oh, man. You're right I, when you say that. God bless you if you want to open up a restaurant. At, well, at any point in history, it's a too, super tough business. And then after the pandemic and all that, I can't. I just can't imagine. Well, you know, we always say, you know, to somebody who passed away when they're, you know, in their 90s, we say congratulations. Congratulations. Hey, 95 years. Congratulations. Congratulations. Heck of a run. Heck of a run. Uh, let's do some news. Oh, yeah. We're going to do some news. So... I'm going to say, good news? Okay. <laughs> the city of St. Louis uh, put forth a new proposal to bring back the bike and scooter program this year. Oh, good. I think that's good news. And that's the pr- news. the approval, uh, what the proposal was approved yesterday. There are some restrictions, guys. So it's not going to be a free-for-all like last time when everybody was, you know, grabbing scooters and grabbing bikes and just doing whatever. Yeah. You can't be trusted. We can't be trusted. We can't be trusted, so we got to put some rules in place. Yeah. So here are the new rules. Only those 18 and older will be allowed to use the scooters and bikes. Uh, They will not be turned on from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. So they will be off in the evening. Oh, interesting. That's the best time to ride, though. Well, yeah, the, joy, you, the nine or ten o'clock at night joyride. Uh, yeah, you, go, you just leave the bar, you go, you hop on them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, what could go wrong? Completely safe. <laughs> yeah, what could go wrong? Now I know you guys didn't ride them a lot. I, um, I have in other cities, and I did once or twice down here. I thought it was always a rule that you had to be eighteen, or no kids, or was it thirteen? I don't know. Now there, it's a firm eighteen and older. <sighs> Who's going to enforce this? Well, there will also be a new speed limit of uh, 10 to 12 miles an hour. That's going to be based on location. Now, remember, the city banned these things, banned the electric scooters last June because of crime problems and unsupervised juveniles. Like, they were committing crimes and then scooting away. Oh. Big problem. Well, it sounds like these rules are directly at that. Well, there is going to be a limit on how many scooters are allowed to be in operation at once. 
So it's fifteen hundred is the limit, and to me that is a lot. That's a lot. That's a huge lot. amount, Dang. and that's just city of St. Louis, correct? City of St. Louis. That's a lot of scooters. Yeah, that's a lot of scooters. Uh, is this any company? Uh, like, have have any companies announced that they're going to be a part of this? Because remember, last time we had we had Lime and we had Bird. Bird. Yeah. Yeah. As a Lime scooter, I love Lime scootering around. You give me a downtown I, I, place. I never did it. Oh, I love but it. I did enjoy watching people wipe out. No question. They're quick and efficient. If the city's built right, as far as you know, sidewalks goes and infrastructure goes, like it's it's a it's a great tool. It's, it's awesome. a great thing to have. I'm yeah. sure, you know, cab and Lyft and and Uber drivers probably aren't stoked on hearing that. But it's, yeah, and the big problem was, and especially back last June when they banned them, was you know crimes were being committed, and then they were just hopping on scooters and then going to another place and committing a crime. The weird thing with that is, though, you get you have to have an you have to have the app to unlock it. The app has your credit card, has yeah. your information. So you would think, as far as like if, uh, if people are robbing no, them and using that, wouldn't it be easy to track? That's, you would yeah. think you, you just think. you call Lime or have the, the or the city calls Lime and says, "Hey, somebody just got robbed at this place and this place. Do yeah. you all have a scooter that just got rented that went from here to here? Right. Connect the dots. Give us the or information. Or you take the scooter, you throw it away. I guess yeah, that's on their, like the bikes that ended up in on River their computers. Yeah. I'm sure they track. Every Where place things that, are, I don't yeah. know. Do they need a warrant to, to get that information? Well, if so, fine. Either way, the information is there if a crime was committed. Well, these are the rules, and you have to live by them, okay? I will live by them. <laughs> I don't want to. The best I saw, and, and man, I'm, I'm going to tell the story, and I hope the woman didn't get hurt. We were driving downtown, going to a cards game, and there was a woman on a scooter, and she lost control, and she went into a construction zone. Oh, <laughs> through, no. Through the through tape? Through the orange fencing oh, no. and into a pit, oh, like a no. skier in the in the giant yep. slalom in the Olympics, yep. like, oh, I'm sure she's ripping totally down fine. the fencing. I'm sure she's fine. I'm sure she's fine. Yeah. By the way, my mother, you know, adrenaline junkie, Mama Moon. Uh, we we uh, one of the last Christmas gifts that we got was a, a hoverboard. You know, the 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 no handle. Yeah, yeah. It's basically, Segway with no handle. Exactly. And um, my mom was like, oh, that looks like fun. Let me try it. I was like, no, absolutely not. No, no, she will, I, I, she will break. I refuse to let her try. And she's, I think she's a little upset with me. Oh, no, don't let her try that. I know. She's asked me like three times. You ever times. try to get on one of those? How hard are they? I, I've, uh, once you get the hang of it, it's great. But you're going to crash, and there's no soft crash on that thing. Oh, no, usually it goes out from underneath you, and you land on your back. Yeah, just look up hoverboard fails, and it's just devastation after devastation. My kids are excellent on them. Is there anything that you can compare it to? Skateboarding? Ice skating bike is it anything? The wheels between your feet, right? Yeah, no, the wheels not between your feet. I'm not talking about the single, the single one. It's it's two wheels on the outside, and you're standing straight up, and it's you you point your toes down and you go forward. It's kind of you know with the with gyro whatever. It's it is. balance. I mean, it's balance. It's it's balance, but it's also like you you got to like give it a. There's a little bit of a learning curve, and that's for like young fit people. And I'm I'm not saying my mother's what not fit. What are you fit. saying about your mom? I'm not saying anything except for that she's 79 and if she goes down, it's very different than if my son goes yeah. down. Yeah, DC's got a great question. What if you're riding up until 7 p.m.? Does it just shut off while you're going? Yes, they just they all power down <laughs> no matter where up. you are. Just lock up and everybody's going over the handlebars. Their tires deflate. Stuff. It's pretty neat. I'm, I'm yeah. assuming. That's why they call them bird scooters because that's the sound of basis. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming it's it's your final ride. You get to finish your ride, even you if it's a 40-mile jaunt. Well, someone's going to be smart and like, okay, let's see how long this will go after 7. So we'll start it before, then just keep going and going and going and now, not stop it. That hoverboard thing, the, the uh, uh, I think the 12-year-old, I was downstairs. The 12-year-old fell, and I, it didn't even cross my mind that he may have fallen on that thing. The sound it made in the house was like someone dropped a sack of bowling balls, yeah. and it went through the floor. And I, I what was that? 
uh, ran up. I was like, oh, that, see, that's how hard you fall. That's why grandma right. is not allowed to touch this thing. Make don't, sure she doesn't Don't touch let it. your mother on that. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. <laughs> well, maybe with all these people riding the scooters now and taking the bikes, it'll alleviate some St. Louis traffic. See, people complain around here about it's traffic. Not it's nothing. No, it's not. I've lived in enough places, man. And you'd be surprised the places that have terrible traffic. Norfolk, Virginia, awful. That whole area. Because you got tunnels and you know, all I, kinds of clover leaves. St. Louis is not that bad. So some things really didn't need to return to normal, you know, in the aftermath of the pandemic, like, like traffic injection, uh, congestion. Now, according to the analytics from Enrix, the average U.S. driver spends 51 hours sitting in traffic last year. Average driver spent 51 hours sitting in traffic last year, 15 hours more than 2021. But that's still 50% less than the pre-pandemic high of 99 hours Wow! in 2019. But not all cities were equal. Even though L.A. is notorious for congestion, the traffic in what city was considered the worst? Atlanta. No. D.C. In this city, drivers there... Spent 150, 155 hours stuck on jammed roads. Dallas? No. We have we said L- L.A. is not. It's, it's not number one. Really? D- San Diego? It's not, it's not D.C. Congratulations to. San Fran. The Windy City, Chicago. Chicago. Wow. Worst traffic in America, Chicago. Drivers spent 155 hours on average stuck on jammed roads. Boston was second at 134 hours. New York City was third worst. Philly, Miami, San Francisco, L.A. was seven. Then D.C., Houston, and Atlanta. Uh, They actually looked at congestion and mobility trends in more than 1,000 cities across 50 countries and the most congested city overall in the world, London, England, where people sat in 156 hours of traffic. Oh, man. Chicago yeah. is second worldwide. Uh, nationally, St. Louis is number 79. London, so we got a good here. Season, yeah, man. London, yeah. you really got to have a plan. People freak out because, oh, 40. They rebuilt 40, and they only put in three lanes, and I sit forever in traffic. It's between Hanley and, like, Hampton. That's it. Yeah. That's, like, and you calm zoom. down. Should they put a fourth lane in? I don't know if they had the right way to do it, but, okay, like, so, that's so, really the that's a bad spot in St. Louis. Here's perspective. 155 hours stuck in traffic in Chicago. In St. Louis, 17 hours. Over a year. year. Over the year. Oh. If you commute to work. 17 hours on the average. Because I'm on sure the there's a lot of people I'm yelling sure, out there yeah. going, Man, hey. I'm shocked with L.A., though. It must just be the one section of highway in L.A. that's brutal. Because I, I can't remember what it is, but if you're going from LAX to downtown L.A., man, uh, yeah. Block oh, off you'll be hours. in that forever. Yeah, there's a few. It's miserable. There's a few. But it's basically... I don't know, because L.A. is weird where it's horrendous traffic from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m., and then all of a sudden there's a zero. Yeah, it's at certain times. Yeah, you could just fly through L.A. a lot of times, but then, you know, random times in the afternoon. Uh, Mega Millions uh, grant prize has grown again to an estimated $1.35 billion. Nobody won yesterday. No winner on the oh, Mega Millions last I night. I forgot to play. I Tax on I the poor. Could have done it. The lottery. $1.35 billion. The new drawing will be on Friday night. Uh, that'll be another milestone in the game. Now at $1.35 billion, the Mega Millions jackpot is uh, the second highest jackpot ever. The yeah. only jackpot larger than this Friday's was the $1.53 billion one at South Carolina in 2018. You don't play? No. So here's the thing. You got just as good a chance if you buy one ticket or if you buy 30. You know, if you're going to play, just buy one. Yeah. It's the same thing as going and doing 50-50 at a, at a game. And I, here's the thing. I... 
50-50 usually goes to a really good cause. People can throw their money at that, whatever they want at sporting events. But, I mean, statistically, really, with the number of tickets that are sold, the difference between, like, 1 and 10 usually doesn't make a big difference. Huh. So, here's the old economics major coming out that I haven't used in the past, hmm. you know, 14, 15, well, 16 so, years. Well, so if you but, won, so if you won the grand prize, you could take the 29-year annuity. Yep. Or you could do the, the, the cash payout. So that would be $707.9 million. And we were always, we did a case study on that in economics. And of course, you can take either side of this, but our professor at the time really argued, take the lump sum, invest it wisely. Problem is, most people, when they take lump sum or when they win these things, they don't invest. Yeah, they don't they, do anything they just smart spend with the money whatsoever, right? Yeah, it's they're like, the horror yeah. I'm rich. I'm going to buy that Lambo. And then this is somebody who's. And then I'm going to buy another one. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. you know. And then you have to pay taxes on that. Oh, yeah. Right? So And insurance. Yeah, that's it, you know. Mm -hmm. Lamborghini insurance. Well, that's a little bit less than. Well, and the nothing. yacht, maybe then a, a yacht or a yeah, private yeah, yeah. jet. <laughs> so there have been there have been twenty five drawings over the past three months. That was the last time a player matched all six numbers and claimed a jackpot. So twenty five drawings, no winner. Um, every kid heard the myth that if you miss soda and pop rocks, your stomach's going to explode. Mm -hmm. That's that's not really true. But this might that. do some damage. No soda required. So a nine year old near Raleigh, North Carolina, ended up in the ER on New Year's Eve after he thought he was eating. Pop Rocks. Look up, look up uh, the, the the company's called, well, the product's called Lucky's Mystical Dragon Flames. Oh, no. Look up Lucky's Mystical Dragon Flames and put it up on the screen. Okay. Look to see what the what the packaging look like, looks like. Let's see. I'm assuming that's it. We had a bus driver that used to eat cosmic brownies all the time. But Lucky's. I think they were actually packaged as cosmic brownies, which was good for us. What is this thing? It 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 look so if a kid saw that, you'd think it's candy. Oh like look, pop rocks. It's one hundred percent. I mean, it's got a cartoon dragon with like pretty, you know, uh, big cartoony eyes. It's got like flames blowing out of the uh, the, the dragon's mouth that are like pink and purple. Uh, so so this kid thought he was eating pop rocks. His name is Connor Taylor. He was hanging out with his cousins. Their parents bought some candy for him. They were all eating it. Connor ripped open a pouch of what he thought was pop rocks, tossed into his mouth. They didn't pop. So we ate some more. And instead of popping, they suddenly started to burn. So the mom checked the package, and it was actually a pouch of toxic chemicals. Oh. It's this product called Lucky's Mystical Dragon Flames. This stuff you toss in a campfire, and they burn different colors. This 100% looks like candy. And until no, you said that. No question. Even, even reading the uh, .882 ounces, read carefully. Other cautions on the back panel. Parental supervision is advised. It, it, then it says, do not open, do not eat. You should have put that first. It needs the ick sticker. Remember the ick stickers? Yeah. Those big Mr. Bright, Yuck. You know, yeah. You'd see it underneath your... Underneath your sink. I so was even looking at this and reading things and still thought it was like a, a spicy thing. I didn't realize until you said it was yeah, what it, it was. It, and it's, I don't know if you've ever seen the this kind of product. It's like little pellets that look like Pop Rocks. You just throw them into the fire. Yeah, they're chemicals. It says mystical fire, dragon flames, flame colorant, vibrant, long-lasting, pulsating, flame color changer for indoor-outdoor use. So it's made from copper sulfate, copper chloride, polyvinyl chloride, which is what PVC pipes are made of. And they do look similar, especially to a nine-year-old. Yeah. And the adult who bought them says they were mixed into a bin full of Pop Rocks. Oh, no. And they didn't even notice the pouch was different. Luckily, the kid's okay. Lab tests showed that he'd been exposed to an unusual amount of toxic chemicals, so he was in the hospital overnight. 
but all his levels returned to normal the next day. I don't know if uh, his parents plan to sue or not. This but is one of those things that you can sue. This is one of those things that you put the whole package in, and the whole thing burns. That's why it says do not open. So yeah. it should have a big old thing that says do not open. Yeah. Because that's part of the direction. I mean, it's it's got them, but the kid's not going to see that as well either. Yeah, the mom is like, hey, company, uh, update your packaging so more people know it's not candy. <laughs> a few kids in Minnesota also got sick from accidentally eating this stuff back in 2018. Here is the, uh, I got a, some audio of the mom and, and the kid talking about it. Let's see, kid thinks he's eating Pop Rocks. Man, look at that. One of our family members bought Pop Rocks. I ate it, and I got no flavor, because they're supposed to pop in your mouth. I just put more in my mouth, and then it started to burn. It had a cartoon dragon blowing out flames. It's called Mystical Dragon. There was no anything alarming on the front package that would make a child, or even, you know, in all fairness, an adult say, whoa, what is that? Yeah. There's, on the bottom, it does say caution, irritant, harmful if swallowed. But yes, uh, again, you're not letters. seeing that. Yeah, and it's also a bummer. Once I see a dragon, I ain't paying attention to anything else. And, and I think there's another dragon. package that doesn't even have him. It just has, like, the colorful wording and stuff like that. Yeah. So it even looks more like candy. Yeah, that's a bummer. What of a bummer, a bummer of a mix-up. Yep. Uh, over the past decade or two, soda, or some people call it pop, uh, has been accused of causing all kinds of health problems. And now there's this. A new study out of China says there's a link between Pepsi and male pattern baldness. Well, not just Pepsi, but all sugar-sweetened beverages. Soft drinks, juice, sports drinks, energy drinks, sweetened coffee and tea. Researchers in Beijing found that men who indulged in just one soda per day had a 57% higher risk of experiencing male pattern hair loss compared to those who avoided them. You a soda drinker? No. I will all have like one every like three or four days just because they taste amazing. Pepsi or Coke? Pepsi. Pepsi guy, huh? Cherry Pepsi if I can. Ah. But I, you know, I don't really discriminate it when it comes to soda, especially when it's a treat. That's what it is. But I mean, I hear those studies and I always think like, is this really the correlation? Well, and this, that, that said, the findings are considered correlative because, right. oh, meaning that the, the researchers can't report that soda causes hair loss, only that soda drinkers are losing their hair at higher rates. Are we saying that soda drinkers are just like, is this like subtweeting saying that they're like ugly? Is that what this uh, is? Well, this isn't, this also this seems like a very mean thing. Oh, you're saying is it the cause of the effect? You're yeah. doing the whole argument like, is this a <laughs> symptom or a cause? Yeah, yeah. Well, this also isn't the first time that sugar male pattern baldness have been linked. Older studies have found that High sugar intake leads to increase in blood glucose, which can start a chain reaction that results in the shrinking of hair follicles and potentially early baldness. Now, what it does say is this novel idea that what you put into your body will affect it. Mm-hmm. What? Can you believe wild. that? That's crazy. I've seen you eat about 18 pieces of fruit since we've been in here. Man, I know. I've been crushing. You are a machine. I've been I, I Dude. Got, I had banana time earlier. You got, you got that fiber flowing, man. I've got oh, a bag yeah, of, uh, <laughs> of small figs. These things are wonderful, Those man. are good. What a, what a find. Figs? Figs? Yeah, yeah. See this? What, in your 70s? You, you a dates guy? You like dates? Probably. You ever have a Medjool date? Uh, Dude, those are Wash those down. With, those are banging. Wash those down with some prune juice. Have you ever yeah, met a uh, Have you ever met any type of fruit that you're not friends with? Like, I mean, come on. Like, this is this is this stuff is great. Pineapple, I love apples. I love mango. 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 Mangoes, mangoes, mangoes. mangoes. But mangoes are hard to read when you buy them. Dried mango is our new like mm -hmm. uh, household treat. But you got to find yeah. but you got to find the right brand cuz some of them really good. I don't want your figs. Got to be the one There's no seed. I don't want no figs. Wow, figs man. are good on pizza. Yeah, figs are amazing. It even says right here, it's delectable. I like my Riz. dates. 
Yeah, I know you're a food guy. I like you, my dates and, uh, bacon wrapped. Would you like one? Oh, of course I would love okay. one. Fig, honey, and a little bit of prosciutto on a pizza. All right. All right. Wow. Maybe a little balsamic drizzle. All right. I'll t- you got me, Mike. We're talking food here, guys. I love Mike. it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> food news. Uh, I have an orange here as well. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy your good. figs. Those are good, aren't they? Oh, man, they're so good. Enjoy your figs, losers. <laughs> hey, man, I'll enjoy my uh, consistency later. Oh, I'm regular, baby. Are you, re- are you regular? regular. <laughs> well, if you're not, just come over into this corner. I'll, I'll take care of you. Uh, and finally, after closing all of its locations back in 2018, Babies Are Us coming back. So I guess there's a big uh, conglomerate called WHP Global. Uh, they, they acquired the ability to use the Babies Are Us and Toys Are Us brands. In 2021, a flagship Babies R Us location will soon open in New Jersey, and more stores could reappear as well. Uh, Macy's and this conglomerate already teamed up to put Toys R Us kiosks in 400 department stores across the U.S., which I have not seen yet, although I'm not at Macy's. Wait, is, is Toys R Us back? They, they, op- they put up kiosks in different Macy's across the country. But that's it. We don't have any, like, uh, No standalone stores. Yeah, no brick and mortars. Because that was, like, that was the spot over in... Uh... In Kirkwood, South South Kirkwood, Sunset Hills, whatever. Oh, it was. Sunset Hills. Mm-hmm. Well, now right it's going to be a Bass Pro Shop. <clears throat> I know, I know, I know, I know. And awesome. I, I saw the construction recently when they when they. Well, it's probably done by now. But when I saw it, I was like, Oh, guys, Bass Pro right here. The Watson cool thing in Lindbergh. Is- <laughs> this is my dream. It's <laughs> happening. The neat thing about that building is, from childhood up to now, it's always like. I got to go to that place. It's magical. And now with Bass Pro opening, it's the same thing. It's just still toys. magic, huh? Still yeah. magic to you, buddy. I got to run in there. <laughs> Get yeah. that little fish aquarium where you can put your head up in the middle and you're yeah. surrounded by bass. Mm-hmm. Well, and they bought, what we reported, they bought the tile store next to it so that it's even bigger than what it was going to be. Yeah, that's basically no that, tile. that entire corner right there. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty big pot. We, uh, we got to spend the night in Bass Pro and it was... Dude, it was it was, a great it, was time. it was a playground. We got the I, fish. I, I got the fish in the tank. You know, no hooks. We took the hooks off mm-hmm. and like uh, got the fish in oh, the tank. Oh, we did archery. Oh yeah, we did. We rode around the electric bikes. Hide and go see. I put on, I put on camouflage. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I hid. Moon wore a ghillie suit. We had to play in Santa's little house. That he Magical times, in. huh? Yeah. It was amazing. But racing four wheelers and and the the bike around the shop was the best. That was fun for sure. All right, that's your news. The Rizzuto Show, traffic and weather. All right, professional goaltender Mike McKenna is here. Hanging out this morning. It's- hey, this is Ben Bailey, and you are listening to The Rizzuto Show on 105.7 The Point. Happy birthday, Riz. All right, welcome back to the program. we got some of your emails here. Uh, Riz Show, 1057thepoint.com. You can also send us uh, feedback through the 1057 The Point mobile app. King Scott, some pretty decent reactions to the first time uh, you hosting Match of the Moon yesterday. King Scott did all the questions and hosted the show. I heard. Thrilled to hear this. You did a fantastic job. Thank you. You're great, man. You have such a soothing voice. Calming. I appreciate that. I, I've been trying to work on my. I've been trying to work on my broadcasting voice for years. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was doing TV work with the Vegas Golden Knights as uh, as a pre post analyst, it was one of the things that when I worked with a media coach was we need to find your your voice your voice. And ah. so right now I'm trying to do my voice, which for the first time in the whole show, and then it kind of reverts back you to my to normal. You need to speak naturally, please. Yes, I. Well, you got you got the gift. You I do have that gift, natural man. voice. Got the gift. Yep. I got the gift, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, Nick writes, uh, hey, guys, and King Scott. <laughs> hey. 
Can somebody ask if King Scott's wife, uh, can somebody ask King Scott's wife if we could send trivia questions directly to King Scott? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I forgot about that. Because you said uh, we, we were talking about the... Um, oh, Jefferson County was... Jefferson County Sheriff's Office. Asking for volunteers to come down and get drunk so the police officers could uh, train for DUI stops. Yeah, and uh, they were full. Like, they, they uh, had already, you know filled the quota of applicants, but they actually did reach out and said, hey, man, listen, um, we got a spot for Scott if uh, if he wants it. And he reacted and said, well, I got to ask my wife. And Riz loved that. Oh, we got to ask our wives. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay with it? Uh-huh. <laughs> You're telling me down there in Herka Millennium, they were all set and had plenty of people that want to come in and just get pickled for oh, the cops? Yeah, for free. Yeah. That's incredible. Go down to a police station and get <laughs> sloshed yeah. on them. Have you ever put on those goggles that make you feel like you're drunk and try to walk? You ever done that? No, no. I've heard of that. We had that in... Uh, but I've been hammered and tried to walk. <laughs> you, you have the real version <laughs> of it. I remember in high school, I, I left town at 16 to play hockey, and I went to Springfield, Illinois, and we had the cops show up the one time, and I guess when at 16, drunk driving was a big problem in Springfield, Illinois. <laughs> but they had the kids all put on these goggles, and people were wobbling all over yeah, the yard. And wow. And they put a couple of them on a bike. That lasted about two pedals, and... Listen, well, yeah, man. it was gnarly. Offer still st- stands down there for the yeah. D- DWI lab if you want to be a lab rat. Trying to figure this out. Well, ask your wife tonight. It's <laughs> okay. You got to let us know. We talked a little bit. How yeah. many gallons of apple juice does it take? They're not going to mm. wait around. I'd love forever. to know. That's why I would love to go down there, have a couple. Do you want to do it? And I don't got. I don't got time. I'm just intrigued to see how I drive. I feel like that's I'm excited. <laughs> not, that that's not the test. That is not a part that's of the test. Be fun. You just go around no, the neighborhood. They yeah, chase you in the car. A couple two three laps around <laughs> yeah, the neighborhood. Geez. You're fine. Maybe rob something. It's gonna be a great time, man. Oh man. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Hey, you know, the cops said I could do it. <laughs> it's cool, man. Woo. Uh, you know, people research. Make... I'm doing this for research. I got a permit in the uh-huh. winter that says I'm here and I can do this. I can drive across your lawn. <laughs> hey, you know, people uh, make fun of me uh, for saying. Instead of I'm waiting in line, I say I'm waiting online. Yeah, a very New Yorker thing. I'm online at it's just, you know at the record. Store. It's just the way I say it. Well, you okay, don't, you don't have to yell at us. You're the one that's in the wrong here. Somebody writes in, "Hey guys, love the show. Keep up the great work. Three out of five stars." Riz always says online, and you all try to correct him. While well, I was watching a new stand-up special with Tom Papa on Netflix, he's also from New York. He says online. He says it wrong too. I started laughing so hard because I'm not used to hearing it except for Riz. I mean, that's an age-old thing that I think was super um, acceptable until being online now means you are on the Internet. So now it's like, you know, that's a term that actually means something universally. That I'm sorry they stripped you from your online meaning, but now you're just going to have to convert and be an inline guy. Like, yeah. like the rollerblades? Yeah, okay. Oh, see, there's see? a difference. That that was. I asked see, my parents. Has a secondary meaning. I asked here. my parents and said, I, "I want rollerblades. I want rollerblades, but don't get these things that say online skates because they're total trash." <laughs> and what do you know? I find my Christmas present a week before Christmas, and I had, I had, I even gave up the fact that we knew where the secret stash was, the hiding spot for the Christmas stuff, because inline, not online, big difference. Same, same thing here. Thank you for bringing that up. In know? the context, do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, some people don't. Well, those people are idiots. What, what do you mean? It's uh, The rest of the world, when you hear online, means that the you're on the internet. The rest of the world should bend to me. If somebody said, if if somebody here in St. Louis, aside from this argument, heard you say, oh, I was online for, for shoes, 
that means you're on the internet buying shoes, not mm -hmm. waiting at a shoe store out in the street. And if you're telling a story, you're really going to confuse the beginning of it if you say I was online for Well, they would know shoes. I was not actually online. I would never wait in a line for shoes. I but definitely people do. People for like a sneaker drop will be waiting online. Again, for I got a stan I got one of these Stanley cups right here. You ask any housewife about these things, they're hot as can be. And you got to wait for these things to like drop. Like they and have like releases for them and they will wait in a line. I bought I bought these shoes online. Mhm. Mm do you know people that buy things offline? You can't buy anything <laughs> on a line. What? But I you buy something online. But the way if you I'm say it. In Again, bend to my will. I'm waiting online for these shoes. That means like you're waiting for a drop. Oh, Riz. I, oh, listen, Riz. I'm, I'm trying. You're try I'm just trying. <laughs> uh, we got our Rich one out of the Blues game coming up on uh, January the 24th. It's the Blues and Sabres over there at Enterprise. Uh, if you bought the theme ticket, you get the Jeff Burton bobblehead. Which, have you seen it, Mike? Yeah, it's awesome. I saw it yesterday. Wheezy's on it, too. Oh, yeah. It's just it's, awesome. It's, it's really cool. Yeah, it's great. Uh, email here uh, is the bobblehead of the great and legendary Jeff Burton. Uh, is that able to be purchased anywhere else besides the game? Don't think so. Yeah. I think it's a it's Definitely a not as a game. That'll be... That'll be a good game, though. Uh, Buffalo Sabres have a player named Tage Thompson. St. Louis people might know a little oh, bit yeah. something about here. And it oh, was yeah. uh, one he of was those really... big win-win trades. Ryan yeah. O'Reilly came to town because of Tage Thompson. And he was really and happy he's, about it. He's crushing it. Yeah, he was a little whiny about it. We I, have five goals in a game yeah. uh, he's, in December. He's going to score 50 or 60 this year. He's one of the top five players in the league. He's, he's great. No, five goals in a game. He's great. Nobody said that he wasn't, he wasn't good. But he did go out there and was real sour, and then we want to... Stanley yeah. Cup. I mean, I like, remember playing against him when they sent him to the American League because he wasn't doing great with the Blues when he came out of college right off the bat, and he didn't want to be out there. It looked like at all. And now he's turned into an unbelievable yeah, player. So it's nice to see the progression of a player like that. That should be a fun game. Yeah, sorry the bobblehead's only going to be at the game. I, I don't know if they made extras. I mean, yeah, I, don't either, I, don't, I don't know either. There's a lot of stuff that goes into that. Uh, Mike's got the sun directly in his eyes. I'll, I'll help yeah, you. Yeah, I'm blind. This isn't good. I got you. I got you, man. <laughs> Yeah, when the sun hits a certain, you know, a certain time of day, that sun goes right in that chair three eyes. Yeah, when the moon does that, it's like a pizza pie. Uh, moon, this one's for you. Uh, looking for advice for Moon on prepping my voice chords for a show slash practice. I recently started singing in a band. I wanted to know if you have any tips on warming up your voice or uh, prepping for performance. Uh, I'll fully admit I'm not a I'm not a warm up guy. I don't I've never I've never been trained. I've never figured any of that kind of stuff out. When I was singing every single night, I would listen to like some of my favorite records that kind of had some range to them and just sort of sing them in a in a bathroom or something like that. Um, but then I stopped doing that. And I never noticed a difference. Uh, but there are a lot of guys that I know swear by Melissa Cross. Melissa Cross is a spectacular, spectacular uh, a vocal coach. She's put out records and different things. It, actually, one of them called the Zen of Screaming. So especially if you're like screaming and you're if you're doing that ever ever so slightly improperly, you will destroy yourself. Uh, and, oh, and shred your vocal. You can breath. shred yourself oh. not only for days, but you can actually strip some of the range out like long term. So make sure, especially if you're doing anything heavy like that. Well, this person, Brendan says, I tend to sing in many octaves and want to learn how to not wear myself out early. Mm. Well, if you're wearing yourself out, it's probably because you're doing it with your throat and you should be yep. singing with your throat at all. You really need to figure out how to control your breath and sing from your diaphragm. Sing. From and your YouTube has a ton of tips on that, too, how to control breathing and... Yeah, and sing from the belly. And there's different things to do, uh, especially like even live versus studio. When Scott was doing uh, Rose Gold Gun, I was giving him all sorts of tips as far as like studio versus live because he had been singing live for a number of years, but studio was not as, you know, uh, practiced 
And um, yeah, the you, best tip he gave me was, "Hey, uh, why don't you not sing this part yep. and I'll do it?" Yeah, I was like, "Oh, <laughs> thank you. Why don't you not sing? Save your yeah. voice and I don't just know. not sing at all." Yeah, it's all come. Very, it's all <laughs> come it's very. A, it's just a failed statement saying you can't sing. Somebody else do it. No, it's all come very natural to me. But um, it's just a ton of experience, and I found what works and what doesn't for mm-hmm. me. Um, but yeah, I would I would look into Melissa Cross and That's funny because some of that stuff is out there. You mentioned her, and I immediately thought of all the metal bands I listened to. I've read every art, one. Of I've them. read so many articles about them saying Melissa, the metal gal, and like mm-hmm. Randy Blythe, he was the vocalist for Lamb of God, right? He'd been doing it for years, and now his voice is kind kind of coming back. He's not ruining it in the same way because he learned how to that properly woman. do it. Yeah, That's she's crazy. Incredible. the vocal coach to the stars. Uh, while you were discussing uh, the work lottery pool. On the radio for the $1.1 billion Mega Millions drawing. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't help but think what would happen for the point slash Hubbard if uh, you and all 11 plus people within the office would win. Surely you wouldn't all quit your job and live a life of luxury and leisure and leave us dedicated listeners in the dust. Well, no way. Mm-mm. Not me. I'll be right here. <sighs> for me. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> See ya. See you wouldn't be a billionaire waking up at 3 a.m. or 2.30 or whatever. Hell no. time you're waking up. Wouldn't that be fun, though? We'd be doing afternoons. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Uh, my wife and I, uh, my, I'm sorry, my kids and I picked up a lottery ticket after I, I picked them up from school. Uh, and they wanted to know what the first thing I would do with the winnings. I told them I would set up a trust fund for all the family and friends, kids, so they could go all go to college without debt. Just wondering what you all would do. I would put it into the proper investment vehicle to make sure that they get that, which is a beanie what, babies. Yep. Five, uh, yeah, beanie babies for that. That's so, a coma. Still hot. So yeah, like I think that you're you're bang on with that. You're trying to make sure that you invested and do it right. Trust funds are, I mean, that's one way to do it. But how many trust fund babies do we know that? Do you know many trust fund ba- trust fund babies? They all end up being like photographers. Yep, or art collectors. Yeah, like uh, something that they don't really I'm need a philanthropist. to. I'd put the money into a five twenty nine, which is all college funds. Yeah. It's tax free. You can take it out at the end. So she's on one hundred percent the right track. But yeah, I would uh, I would ask for everything in cash and put it under my bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about the freezer? Uh, well, I, w- I would also get some coffee cans and bury it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, bury the money in coffee cans. Uh, at the property. Yeah. Yeah. I guess my my grandfather in law, if that's even a term, but he when he passed away. You know, my father-in-law went through the house, and there was cash just stuck everywhere in the walls and in all these oh, wow. places. And they, like a decent chunk of change, hiding in it because you know, man, depression era. That oh, you was don't normal. trust. You don't trust banks. Yep. You know, I FDIC. I don't trust any kind of institutions. <laughs> But this drywall here is yeah, going to stop that. anybody. <laughs> this is three-eighth inch. This is a three-quarter inch. <clears throat> uh, yesterday we talked about Mama Moon and her uh, frugalness. Okay. Uh, it was uh, it was circumstance, really. Moon's brother's 40th birthday, and she was at Kohl's, walked as as she does every yeah, day. She do, walks to Kohl's. Doing her daily laps. And she saw, she I, she I guess she walked past the greeting card aisle, saw a lovely greeting <laughs> card that you know, our son Clark would love on his birthday and took a picture of it to send it. That's right. Cheap ass. What? To both of us. Digital version. <laughs> it's, just, yeah, it's unethical. Well, all right. I mean, she even said, like, I, I, I didn't realize, you know, kind of what I did until afterwards. I just thought it was a <laughs> lovely sentiment, and I got a camera in my pocket, so I just take a picture. Well, there's an email. I'm a manager here at the Coles where Mama Moon works and just heard the story about the card, and unfortunately, she will no longer be able to walk off. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. man. <laughs> She's yeah, been banned. Right. <laughs> the security is a headshot. Her. Headshot. 
on the door saying, and labeled Mama Moon. No go. Our, our, we do have audio of her uh, just finding out. Oh, my gosh. They said, just kidding. You know, we all know and love Mama Moon here. Just one of the kindest women you could meet. Yeah, they love her. All she, good. She loves them. They're That's all so buddies. Cool. Keep walking. They should be paying her. She's security there, I tell yeah. you. Ooh. Keep walking. And uh, finally, uh, while guys, it happened. I was getting a car wash this morning. Get the old uh, salt off my truck from a couple weeks ago. Paid the cashier. As he handed me my card back, he said, thank you, enjoy. And I replied with, thanks, you too. <laughs> I am now taking recommendations on where I should now get my car washed. I am never going back there again. <laughs> Out of sheer embarrassment. <laughs> That probably oh, happens. That's the worst. And like service uh, service gigs like that, that's got to happen like one out of every ten people. Mm -hmm. And they just go, oh, there's another one. <laughs> you always feel so stupid when you do oh, it, yeah. though. We've all been there. Of course. Well, of we course. should all just become rude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and that will save us that random embarrassment if we just don't respond. You go, uh, uh, practice. Thank you. Yeah. Enjoy. Is it is it better to follow through and just say the whole thing, or because sometimes you know I've done that where I'm like, Are you just and you stop yourself, and then you're just like. I is that weirder to stop Moon. or keep tell, going? Tell me to have a good day. Thank you. Enjoy. You bet. <laughs> oh, do it to me. Hey, have a great day, Riz. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> yep. All right. Just All grunt right. at him. Yeah. I know it. Uh, let's take a break. The Rizzuto Show. Traffic and weather. Uh, we'll come back. We got sports. You bet. That's the one. That's, you bet. That's, you bet. Yeah, dude. This is Steve-O, and you're listening to The Rizzuto Show on 105.7 The Point. Happy birthday, Riz. Woo-hoo! Anybody listen to his uh, podcast, Steve-O's Wild Ride? Yeah, it's, it's good, man. He's got some really good guests on there, and uh, Ben Margera was uh, his last guest. And that's, uh, that's a guy that... He's been through a lot, eh? Been through a lot. Yeah. That's a good them. conversation. And he's joining him on some of those tour dates, I believe. On the next uh, uh, wing of Steve-O's tour dates, I think Bam is coming. Oh, that's really? so good. So I, is this I like mean, a reunion so. of sorts, or are they uh, finally kind of reconnecting with the Jack, the whole jackass crew? Oh, uh, I don't know. If I'm not sure. i Johnny Knoxville for... But listen to the podcast. Okay. okay. Get all digging at that. Uh, Mike McKenna joins us. And before we get to sports, uh, let's touch upon the... Warrior All-Star Hockey Game, which is coming up on Friday, January 27th. Yeah, going taking place out at Centene, where the Blues practice. It is going to be an All-Star Game. It's going to feature some of the Blues alumni, myself. Even though I didn't play for the Blues, I'm still skating in it. You're going to have Barrett Jackman and Jamie Rivers playing against uh, people whoa, 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 that all wait, served wait. in the... The Jamie Rivers? The Jamie Rivers that Who's will that? be sitting That's in a name. Drop! <laughs> yes. In two days. In two days. From 101 The Fast Lane. Um... Anyway, though, this game is going to be Friday, January 27th, 645 to 745. See your Blues alumni play against select Warrior hockey players from all around the country. It is part of the St. Louis Blues Warrior Gateway Classic that's taking place January 27th to 29th. That's awesome. Um, it's a huge Warrior tournament. It's all people that served in our in the armed forces. They all have a disability rating from their time serving our country. So come out and support that if you can. I'm wearing the hat today, as you can yeah. see from the Blues Warriors. I'm out Sweet there every... Hat. It is. I'm out there. We'll have swag and everything. Um, I'm out there every Tuesday with those guys <laughs> doing goalie coaching. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, it's um, – man, they're a cool group. They're awesome to be yeah, with. Yeah, Scott, if you put the info information up on the uh, on the blog of the podcast. Okay. I'm sorry, the blog and all the socials. Okay. Great. So that's uh, January 27th. That's Friday. That is. The yep. Warriors All-Star Classic up at Centene. You know, Mike is a huge uh, wrestling fan, WWE fan. Wrestling. 
Big time and, wrestling. Uh, rumors were going around this morning that a Saudi Arabian group, they're about to purchase the WWE. Yeah, the rumor is Saudi Arabia's public investment fund is after it. And that now that Vince McMahon is back in, that the rumor is that uh, he sold it or they're looking at selling it. TMZ is saying that's not, I mean, that's a rumor, but the company has not been sold to Saudi Arabia. That's what TMZ is reporting. Yeah, like I said, rumors. These are just the rumors, but they are getting a lot of traction. They it are. came in pretty hot and heavy yesterday. Well, yeah. so what would that mean if a Saudi group bought the WWE? Well, it's got ramifications. I mean, a lot of this, Stephanie McMahon, who is Vince McMahon's daughter, she had been more or less in charge of WWE. She stepped down yesterday. Vince has reinserted himself back into the board of directors for the possible sale of this. And their problem is you've got wrestlers like Sami Zayn, who's of Syrian heritage, and he doesn't even go to Saudi Arabia when they do the Crown Jewel mm -hmm. event because of political tensions between the two. Uh, you've even got Sami Zayn's good buddy, Kevin Owens. They're both from Montreal. Kevin Owens and him are so tight. There's no way that he's going to wrestle within a company that won't include his friend. Um, the way that the Saudi Arabian government treats women, frankly, is a lot different. Yeah. Um, you've got one big-time performer in WWE, MVP. He's an atheist. And, I mean, I'm an atheist as well, and I look at this and— the Saudis won't let him come over and wrestle. Oh. So, and he's, I mean, he was not just because of that. He was a Muslim previously. He's denounced the religion. Like, well, so, so they, going do, on here. they do a big pay-per-view every year called the crown jewel. And they signed mm -hmm. a 10 year deal to do it. Big back money. in 2018. Big so, money. So, you know, for the next couple of years, they still will be going to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. So a lot of this is just kind of, it's kind of speculation of what could happen. Mm -hmm. Also makes but, it a private company again, because it's been public since like 99 or 2000. Yeah. So th this is, this is pretty seismic. And the, the company itself, WWE has gotten, in the past several months since Vince McMahon stepped away, Triple H has been in charge and it's been awesome. The product, the creative content, all those things. If you're mm. into it, you would know what I'm talking about. Um, so I'm pretty nervous, dude. Well, now up. the boss is back. Well, maybe if this happens, you'll see some of the... Uh some of the wrestlers jump over to... But wouldn't you say he's been pulling the strings anyway? You say he was TNA in charge. Or... Who was he really in charge? He's been totally out of this past couple months. You, I mean, Big how do we know? Vince, how do you, how do you Vince, know that? Yeah, yeah. His daughter yeah. and son-in-law are running it, but like, yeah. who, who's to say that... The, with he, the people well, that Triple H has, who's been in charge of creative and everything, the mm -hmm. people that he's well, brought back and put back under contract... Oh, okay. I, didn't, like, I, didn't I also think because it's a publicly much. traded company, if the CEO says they're stepping away... It would be an SEC violation for him to have his hands in anything. I got and, it's, and it's wrestling, so anything they say is real. It's it real is. to me, damn it, yeah. and real to him, it's damn it. It's still yeah. real to me, damn it. I well, love that's, it. Inter that's interesting, that, that yeah. whole yeah, storyline that's it's going a big, on there. I mean, that's a huge business, it's so that massive. would be huge news. Yeah. All right, let's do sports. <laughs> the Rizzuto Show. Sports. All right, well, last night the Blues erased a two-goal third-period lead to beat the Flames at the Enterprise Center. Robert Thomas scored the winning goal. 28 seconds into overtime. How about that? Uh, Nikita Alexandrov and Jordan Cairo scored 28 uh, seconds apart in the third period to tie the game. Uh, Pavel Buchnevich had a power play goal and an assist. The two teams play again tomorrow night. Thoughts on last night's game? Well, Blues weren't ready right off the bat. I mean, they were down in a hole before they knew yeah, it. Yeah, they did know? not look great the first No, period. it looked terrible. And then yeah, first period. You get to the second, it starts to get a little bit of juice. They're down 3-1, to one, but then they turned it on, you know, and you pop two quick goals and all of a sudden the life took, the game took on a life of its own. I think the crowd got involved and it made a big difference. And then, like, when you get the Blues into overtime and you get the set play basically between, you know, you got the two-on-one, here comes Thomas um, going down, takes a one-timer right off the wing, and it's in. It just, they're resilient. 
Yeah. But man, the consistency is just killer for that club. It's not there. So. Well, you know, it was was funny to hear. Can you, you could hear it on TV? So it's the first time the seam Cadre uh, was back in the building since he took out Bennington oh, last right. year during the playoffs. A subsequent water bottle throwing incident that took and place afterwards. Every time he touched the puck, you can hear the booze. Uh, mm -hmm. Every time. I was really looking forward to that matchup. There weren't any fireworks between Kadri and Bennington, but there will be a rubber match that takes place Thursday, yeah, a Thursday. rare two-game set. Um, it's also been a nice chance for me to see some of my friends from Calgary side of things. So it's, it's different. NHL teams typically don't play two games on the road in yeah. the same city over three nights. So a little bit of an oddity, but for the players, it's nice. They can just bunker into one place for a while. Yeah, so they have a day off today. Everybody's hanging out. Go get robbed at the Arch. Yeah, why not? See the sights. <laughs> uh, after what happened to DeMar Hamlin during the Monday Night Football game a couple weeks ago, the CPR touchdown celebration in the Madden video game, it's being taken out. Did you know about oh, this? So no. EA Sports Didn't is in the that. process of removing the animation. So a spokesperson for EA says that the end zone dance will be taken away as part of an update to Madden NFL 23 in the next couple of days. Oh, man. You know, there was a programmer that was watching that game. And when that happened, he goes, oh, my God, 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 oh, my God. Uh, and then he called his boss and was like, hey, man, I I, I, I did the coding for this this yeah. one celebration. We've probably got to get rid of it or at least talk about it. And it was one of those end zone celebrations that when you scored, uh, the, the player scored went down. Another player came over and pretended to give you CPR. So why is that bad exactly? It's just I, I, I guess wouldn't, it's insensitive. I wouldn't want to have that in there right now. I've, I've fallen victim to celebrations and games. You guys might know somebody named Alexander Ovechkin. Uh, scored second best mm, goals in NHL history. Okay, so don't yeah, keep I think I've heard of him. Yeah, look up the uh, hot stick from 2009. The hot stick? Yeah, Alex Ovechkin did the hot stick when he scored his 50th goal of the season in the 2009 season. Uh, you might notice the goaltender uh. for that. It's my claim to fame. When people find that out, they all look at me and go, that was you? Ovechkin scored his 50th goal against you. In of the season in 2009, he goes over, he starts doing a celebration where he's acting like his stick's on fire, like it's with his hands. and. It, there's it made Don Cherry defended my dignity on Hockey Night in Canada over ah, this. Right. I was a rookie. It was like the fifth game of my career. And so that's quite literally the claim <laughs> to fame of my career. Uh, is so he fun. the greatest player to score against you? Uh, probably. Malkin scored on me. He has as well. It's got to be Ovechkin in terms yeah, of pure goal scorers. Yeah, and I've, it's funny because I had a friend of mine who, um, who knew Ovi and worked with him who got me an 8x10 picture from Ovechkin <laughs> that has... Him scoring and then an inset in the corner of him doing the hot stick and he signed it and it says, To Mike, <laughs> I score on everybody. Thanks for being there. That's With a awesome. smiley face. That's it's so framed and sitting cool. right in my wow. little closet. Dude, the inner dialogue that goes on in goalies' heads is always so funny. I've I played goalie here and there just with like soccer and things, and I know that the mind is yeah, going. That's the, that's the same exact thing as playing. No, no, what I'm, let, let me get there. What, what, I'm, what I'm saying is I know, I know your mind is like. Is, Go on. It's, it's a lot of like talking to yourself, especially when you when you have a mask or any anything like that. Do you have any sort of memories of being score or, or playing against like an Ovechkin or somebody like that, where when you make a save, you go, "Oh yeah, that'll live forever." Oh yeah, oh oh, you can do better than that. Or oh, got you there. Like okay, I mean, so he scored on. So so it's basically, so he scored on you once. How many times did he shoot and you saved it? That's what he, I'm saying. He probably scored three or four on me. But do you have think. memories of like <laughs> when him winding up and taking a rip and you go, "Boop." Yeah, right. That'll live forever. Absolutely. But not maybe not a live forever, but in my own mind, it'll live forever that, type of moment. That's what I mean. But I, I did have one in my last year pro that it was in overtime, and I was playing for the Ottawa Senators against the Boston Bruins in Ottawa. And 
puck goes from my left to right, and I think it went from David Krejci over to, I believe, Sean Corrali, who's now with the Columbus Blue Jackets. And I went full two-pad stack. Oh, he stacked them. And, like, nobody does <laughs> that anymore. Them. And I saved it. And I remember looking up, and I can see Jamie McLennan, an old Blues goaltender who does color for TSN. He's between the benches, and he's laughing on the color call. And then I can see my goalie partner, Craig Anderson, who we may see on uh, on the wrist show night at the Blues game. Mm -hmm. Awesome. As goaltender of the Sabres now. Craig Anderson's on the bench. He's standing up. I could see him laughing as well. Um, and then Boston scored about a minute later, and we lost 2-1 to one in overtime. But that was a moment and a save that it did go viral. Yeah. And I knew it would the moment I did it. Yeah. Because it just, it was instinctual, and I saved it, and I was just <laughs> laughing. You could even see me laughing under my mask on the replay. I feel like Same every could, save I would make like that, I would just go, stat. Like, that's a Same statistic that a will live forever. Of Ovechkin's 50th goal in 2009. I have it on the blog. It. Just put in Ovechkin hot stick. Yeah, it's on the blog. Thank you. Is, is, the, um, is there commentary with it? Let's see here. Oh, yeah. I, I, last yeah. year, I have the call is with Stick it. on fire it's celebration. ESPN. Yeah. Oh, it's from ESPN? Yeah. yeah. Or TSN, sorry. See if, you could, uh, see if you could play that. It's cool, though. I mean, Ovi and I talked about it like a week later, and he was, just said, I didn't mean to show you up or make you look bad. He was just celebrating. Can so. I play it? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Down the wing, drive. He scores! Ovechkin! Oh, man. Overwhelming glove side, huh? Just under the glove. Brings out a new celebration. Sticks hot. Warm up the hands. First cap in franchise history to have three 50-goal seasons, which is pretty amazing. They had Barger, they had Gordon. What a, what a good celebration. celebration. Yeah, that, Mike in the background. Did that puck have that? Trying to get a drink of water. <laughs> when that puck went by, did it have the same writing on there? <laughs> Not yet. Oh, Might okay. as well have already had it on it, though. It was a foregone conclusion it was going in. I still maintain that it deflected off my teammate's stick. On my team? that year, Matt Lashoff, who currently lives in St. Louis and does things with the alumni as well. So always a little bit of a tie-in that way. All right, that is your sports. There is Udo Show. Headline Hoosh. And your Headline Hoosh brought to you by Moritz Royce Jewelry, the official jeweler of the Rizzuto Show. Right, let's go to South Euclid, Ohio, where a man was arrested for the 70th time. What? <laughs> 70th time. Isn't there a 10-run rule? 70th time Lucy after rule. shoplifting a cart full of meat in a suitcase and put him in a I guess it was at a Walmart. Uh, the police were called after the guy was seen wheeling a shopping cart loaded with various cuts of packaged meats and the suitcase out of the store uh, without paying for them last uh, Thursday. The guy was then seen in the parking lot near a dumpster <laughs> packing the meat inside the stolen suitcase. What the heck? He threw out the meat he couldn't fit in it. Uh, cops wind up finding the 16-year-old guy at a bus stop across the street from the Walmart. Uh, and after running his name, found out he had a bunch of warrants. So this guy admitted that he typically sells the meat he steals to restaurants who who give him half the face value marked on the price tags. Wow. He did not snitch on the restaurants he sells to. Again, this was his 70th time being arrested. Bruce Chris is like, shh, don't dare say anything. <laughs> We've like got a supplier. His name's Steve, and you won't believe what we can get this for. Just don't ask where it came from. I feel like the system of rehabilitation may have let this guy down somehow. I right, say so you go from South Euclid, Ohio. That is today's. What the heck? Headline Hoosh. All right, one final break. We'll come back and wrap her up. The Rizzuto Show. For us, Donnie Fandango is next. First off, I want to thank uh, professional goaltender Mike McKenna for coming and hanging out. Man, thanks for having me. People seem to like you, man. 
I don't know why, but it was a lot of fun. People you guys seem to, to like you. I don't know. Thanks, Scott. What's going on? That's okay. Hey. No, we love we love it when you're here, and uh, we'd love for you to come back. I would. Oh, I love this, man. Yeah, I would love to be back. Uh, anything else to plug? I mean, you got a Sirius XM show. Yeah, you know what? Uh, most of my stuff's at dailyfaceoff.com. We have full content. I do a streaming show there. Uh, three times a week at 11 o'clock Central Time, and I usually crank out about 10 written pieces a week as well. It's nice. my main gig. And also the Warriors All-Star Game, which is the 27th, which is Friday up at Centene. That's right. Go check out the Warrior Classic, 27th to 29th. The game will be on the 27th, and yeah, hopefully I'll get a little bit of TV work and playoffs again on TNT, but that remains to be seen. Well, there he is. Guy, Kirkwood Dillon, Mike McKenna. That's right. Uh, tomorrow, uh, Liv joins us. Oh, that'll be so much Liv fun. will be here tomorrow, and... Yep, yep. She yeah, she did her time in the NHL. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. right. Brief. Brief trip. Yeah, brief uh brief stint up at the NHL. Um also the return of the Craigslist Freak of the Week. Holy smokes. Three brand new ads for you. Okay, Moon, blog and podcast, 1057thepoint.com slash Riz. What do we got? Everything we covered on the show today, Riz News, sports, uh, crap on celebrities, a lot of videos, including the new trailers from Quantumania, the uh, the new Ant-Man and Wasp film. Also, Bo is Afraid, this Joaquin Phoenix uh, movie. Check out the trailer. I think you might be interested where you otherwise may, may, may not think that you're interested. Uh, also, we have the entire lineups of the Bonnaroo Festival, the Coachella Festival, and all the festivals that just got announced. Uh, so check that out. And then... Uh, right at the top, we've, uh, we have another wonderful video, and it's uh, Alex, uh, Alex Ovechkin's 50th goal and his very famous hot stick celebration with Mike McKenna getting scored on. Yeah, right. <laughs> pretty pretty cool. It's <laughs> right there. known for. At the top okay. of the blog, and uh, 1057thepoint.com slash Riz. The podcast is available everywhere. Please leave a rating and review so other people can find the Rizzuto Show. Today's podcast is titled, A Lot of Sauces Being Crossed. Okay. <laughs> find out where that came from. All right. Anything else, fellas? Oh, well. No, right. that's it, man. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty you. good. I just, uh, I, I hope you have a great day today. Be safe. Make sure you buckle up. Okay. Chew your food well. Thank you. Thank you, man. We leave you with a selection from our Team Riz member of the day, which is brought to you by Hotshot Sports Bar and Grill, the proud sponsor of Team Riz. Visit hotshotsnet.com slash Team Riz. From Crystal City, Ryan Pratt is out. Yeah, right, yeah, right. The Rizzuto Show podcast, powered by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Your best choice for quality tires and expert auto service. Dobbs. Dobbs.